against the Rhodes pod. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back. Against the Ropes podcast. Gio Garcia here alongside Christian Mosqueda, number 91, man. Approaching 100 pretty soon. Ooh, damn. Keep it 100, right? Close to that 100, yeah. Yeah, and as you guys can see there on your screen, thank you guys for uh, tuning in, first of all, while you guys tuning in live on YouTube. We have our good friend here. He goes by the cannon, right? Winner of the contender right and we'll get into all your accomplishments in your boxing career but let me introduce you real quick ladies and gentlemen we have brandon the cannon adams sir sir (laughs) yeah man welcome thanks for having me man happy to have you here long overdue right yeah we always run into you we've had you over the phone we've had a lot of conversations with you but you're finally here a little different uh setting here you know, we're in our little home studio, but you know, time, but it's all good. it works. Yeah. So how have you been coping? I mean, since we last saw you, you know, a bunch of stuff has been going on in the world from COVID to, to this know, that's going on. Everything hitting us back to back. You know what I'm Left hook, right hand. <laughs> oh, shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. We are against Victor the ropes. Yeah. Yeah. We're against <laughs> the ropes. Shout out to Victor Ortiz, man. Okay. But I, I'm, I'm feeling like Victor when... when when Floyd hit him, you know what I'm saying? Oh, <laughs> oh, oh, oh. Yeah, yeah. I think. I, Victor, no, we, we, we good friends, you know what I'm saying? I got you. I got you. Dude, uh, yeah, times is wild. Yeah. Fortunately, man, for me, uh, my friend, is a, uh, he, he has his own gym, Elite Pro Boxing. Mm-hmm. I've been able to, uh, he gave me a key way back when, so... Nobody was in there uh, when when everybody was like really afraid of coming out. So mm-hmm. you know, I used to go to the gym and still train. Uh, my trainer Dub Hundy, you know, he's 80, 80 something. Uh, so I was uh, worried that he'd get sick, you know, okay. since he was older. So I, I just trained at the gym by myself. I didn't want him to catch colds or corona. You know, mm-hmm. I wanted him to be safe. I knew I was the only person in the gym training. So. Uh, that's pretty much how I've been training, you know what I'm saying? Dolo, solo, just trying to make it happen. How's that different from before? I mean, it's extremely different. I got you always this. like to have people around you, huh? I see you guys I'm dancing. I'm the... you, man, for uh, uh, dancing by yourself, you know what I'm saying? It takes real dedication. <laughs> I got this uh, this speaker, uh, this this big old boombox speaker that, that, you know what I'm saying, that I, I try to tune out the fact that ain't nobody in there with me. Mm. Cut on some music, you know what I'm saying? I play as loud as I possibly can. Uh, most of the songs I play, Michael Jackson, you know what I'm saying? And, and I'm training real hard. 
or I just put on some WWE themes. Like, hey, no lie, hey, yeah, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Ain't nothing like when you hear that Stone Cold glass <laughs> shatter, you know what I'm saying? So, you got a little fridge in the corner, <laughs> yeah, there. you know what I'm saying? And it's water, right? <laughs> Yeah. So while I'm training, yeah, I'm dead serious. You know what I'm saying I use that as, as, as pre-sweat. You know what I'm saying, and it gets it gets the body hot and acclimated. But uh, so for the most part, that's that's pretty much what I do. I try to focus in upon uh, everything I need to for when all this stuff is let up. I mean, pretty much it has now, mm-hmm. which is a blessing, right? Uh, but then the curse, you know, because all this other stuff that just came right behind it. Yeah. But uh, we're getting to a point to where now, you know, everybody's starting to feel more comfortable being able to come outside, not wearing a mask and, and, and all that other stuff. You know, uh, at least if I'm not speaking for everybody, I can speak for myself and say uh, I'm almost pretty much ready to take that chance upon bringing my training to the gym mm-hmm. yeah. consistently. Yeah. So how, how have you coped with the events of the last few days personally? bro? Personally, uh all this stuff, man, that's been taken uh, over in the streets and in our media and in our lives. First off, man, uh, rest in peace to, you know what I'm saying, George mm-hmm. Floyd and, and, and everybody else who's dying in this in this new pandemic. Mm-hmm. Uh, dude, it's tough. It's hard, you know what I'm saying, being a black man in America, knowing and understanding what's taking place and, and, and but not really knowing what's happening behind closed doors like yeah all this stuff is happening but I feel like I feel like uh, somewhere in this line man somebody you know what I'm saying who's supposed to be important to us uh, uh, who's supposed to be a figure or figures mm-hmm. definitely dropped the ball and uh, right now dude you know this ball that's extremely heavy because this has been going on for many years way before me mm-hmm. my father my father father this has been going on you know what I'm saying for a long time this is a this is a hell of a ball for us, you know, us normal regular people to carry, and uh, I feel like we need help. It, it can't be just us. Uh, this is something that we're gonna all have to, you know, what I'm saying carry as far as uh, this load right mm-hmm. here. Us is not just as, as black people as, as 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 white people or brown. Everybody literally is gonna have to hold this ball and and lift it up together to for us to get over this. Yeah, you've seen the wave of you know new support on social media. What what are your thoughts on that? Um, you know, before there was no social media, before we were, I guess, guided by what what the news said, what images were were put on the news. Now, it's like we're not dependent on the news no more. But what's going on in the social in social media realm? You know, uh, it's good. I I believe in you know the fact that you know we have our own little mini you know uh, news outlets. Uh, I mean, it's pros and cons to it because, you know, just as well and just as, as quick as we can get this information, if it's not shot completely live, then we know, you know what I'm saying, the, them editors, them, them ed monsters, man, yeah. they out there. What happened Photo before shopping. the video started. Exactly, you know what I'm saying, what took place here, what took place there. There's always that narrative. And, uh, you know, we just, I would always tell any and everybody, man, like doing research upon stuff is, mm-hmm. is real important. This is what I'm starting to find out and learn more so as I get older into, you know what I'm saying, uh, the world we live in today, man. You have to do your own research. You can't just go by what you hear. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have to know and understand, man, that, you know, behind every narrative, you know what I'm saying, there is a narrative. You got you to gotta figure all that stuff out. And it's pretty hard, you know, especially when, like we said, like these 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 news media outlets and, and everybody else who we supposed to have faith 
-hmm. and believe in is going to tell the truth and be honest and not tell one side. Just tell the whole side and let people choose. And I feel like, honestly, ultimately, that's been the whole thing from the beginning. Mm -hmm. People, uh, maybe people within power, think we're not responsible or, or ready, mature enough to, to take on the real information and, 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 and figure things out as we go. I feel like, you know, this is why we sheltered from a whole lot of stuff. Because during the whole pandemic, why everybody's sick, ta-da, aliens exist. It's just like, you know, that slapped people upside the face and people didn't even really pay no attention. I've always been a believer. That's why I brought that up, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> we was out there. Uh, I think it's a little uh, ignorant to think that we're, we're the only yeah. form of life in that huge universe, we probably yeah. haven't discovered half of it yeah. or one third of it. That's so, you know what I'm saying. And that's, I'm with you on that. That's another episode for another episode. <laughs> Maybe Man. even the hundredth right? episode. Hey, go. Let's go. Right. We're gonna have notebooks. This, this, is, only, this is only this is only universe seven, right? The, yeah, I'm trying to tell you, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Right. I know you're a Dragon Ball Z out. fan. You know Come on, son. I'm going to say, we know it's a jeering out there. You know this cackle right here. You know yes, sir. He lose a few battles, but every time you see him come back, he yeah. come back stronger, right? Yeah, there you go. I'm trying to tell Jamal, you know what I'm saying? He's coming <laughs> back stronger. Yeah, here we go. Now, you know, me and Jamal was talking about all this crazy stuff, too. I reached out to him, man, and uh, he answered back. And we were trying to actually figure out a way of uh, using, you know, uh, our platform to, to reach out and speak out about this stuff, man. And uh, actually, there was supposed to have been a day, July uh, 7th, mm -hmm. where it's supposed to have been the blackout yeah. date. Then that blackout date completely got switched. Yeah. So uh, I wasn't prepared for that, and I don't think he was. Uh, so it, it wound up not happening. But whatever the case is, is uh, you know, like I, I think it's real important that everybody see people you know, together and, and people trying to figure this out together, yeah. you know, like, yeah, us as individuals, we need to go and, and do research upon ourselves. We need to figure out who we are. And, and then eventually, you know, everybody's kind of got to start to at least start pushing the same exact way. Yeah. What are your thoughts on, I know there was a proposal where no, no black athlete will go to work, whether it's basketball, football, you know, I know boxing is a little bit different. Um, you guys have events, maybe like you guys fight maybe four times a year or whatever. It's it's a little bit different. But what are your thoughts on that? You talk about him and fighters, huh? The four times. <laughs> <laughs> what do you, what are your thoughts, <laughs> thoughts on, on that? On uh, yo, I think that's 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 huge. I mean, sports was already taken away from us, mm. and 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 everybody. I mean, they want to stand it because everybody wants to. They 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 want to do what's right and what they feel is right. Uh, they want to support this cause, so I wouldn't dare tell nobody, you know, like, yo, man, you shouldn't do that. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Because the, the thing about it is, is uh, everybody's voice counts, but everybody's voice has a different tone. Yeah, there's you know, everybody's got to, you know, uh, uh, like I said, we got to all figure it out. These athletes, you know, who, who's not gonna. They, they don't have to. It's a privilege to, you know, be out there doing their thing and for us to be able to watch them, you know, because what if they all just go complete strike and don't do it no more, yeah. you know, and, and and there goes our sports, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. Uh, regardless of whom it is, there's a lot of, a lot of colored people, period, who, who who's dominating sports. And, and when I say colored, I mean anybody who's basically not the color of, of <laughs> oppression, per se. Uh, it's it's a lot of us out there. It's a lot of us everywhere, and ultimately, man, uh, my thing is is 
know what I'm saying? I want to be able to, this is a Dragon Ball Z reference. Hey, okay. I want to be able to, you know what I'm saying, raise my hand up and ask for the spirit bomb. Oh, I want everybody to bring their hands up. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, I want to be able to yell, you know what I'm saying? Everyone, get me strength. And I want to see everybody hands up. I want to feel that energy, uh, that positive energy. That's why I put my last post out. Mm-hmm. And I was like, look, dude, uh, I know what's going on out there. And right now, the media uh, is showing a lot of, you know, uh, a lot of destruction. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure, and I, you know, that there's a lot of people that's trying to bring positive to this. Yeah. I'm sure there's people who, who, who wants to show that there's other sides to this other than it just being destruction. And, uh, and I'm sure even the people who, who's causing this destruction, if they're not a part of some weird organization that's yeah. probably, mm-hmm. I'm saying, on some real life hatred stuff, they, they're seeking, they, they want, we, we all want guidance, period. As human beings, we are all curious. We all want to know. We all need guidance. Uh, so, you know, uh, everybody, you know, it's, it's, this might sound funny, man, but remember that movie uh, Kenan Peel did? Uh, get Out? Uh, not Get Out, but Us. Okay, us. us. Oh, yeah. Remember at the end where everybody was holding hands and all yeah. that stuff at the end? Like, we... I know, you know, it's, it's probably sound funny, man, but to some degree, you know, we kind of need that Yeah. at this moment, man. We need to, you know what I'm saying, palms sweating, clammy, we just still <laughs> holding hands like, hey, you tired of me too? Yeah. Deal with the shit, you know what I'm saying? For many years, we got to start doing this and show, you know what I'm saying, that we willing to work together to figure this shit out, yeah. figure this stuff out, excuse me. Yeah. No worries, man. Kind of cursing. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. And then, and going back to that too, those those people who were um, holding hands at the end, those were the people who were oppressed, right, and overlooked throughout yeah. their whole lives. So yeah, that that's a great movie. If yeah. you guys haven't watched it, make sure to check it out. That's yeah. a very good movie. Yeah, I thought Get Out was really good, mm-hmm. and then the second one, Us, came out and Stay was probably well. even better. <laughs> I heard that he has like four more movies that he wants to put together. Yeah, man. he has some in the canon. Yeah, <laughs> ready to go. Yeah, man. Yeah, and I. I know this this one also made waves this news. Did you hear about Drew Brees and oh, his comments? Oh man. So you know what I just actually heard about it uh last night. I just got word of it. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so he pretty much uh um, fumble, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> fumble. fumble. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So fumble. it kinda it kinda went back to to, to making it about uh He could have just ran the ball. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. And he fumbled it. He fumbled hey, it. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? They first triangle in your PlayStation 4, you yeah. know what I'm saying? You, you tucked the ball in. Yeah. So I, I was going through his Instagram page and he was getting a lot of support. I noticed mostly from white people. Oh, and you see that everywhere. That's everywhere. Honestly, it, uh, I think ESPN came out with some some messages. Mm-hmm. Um, LeBron came out with some messages. Oh, yeah, yeah. A lot of athletes, and you see the same type of people in the, that comment section. Yeah, yeah. You know, denouncing yeah. that type of stuff. You want me to tell you what the I feel. Me personally, man, what I believe mm-hmm. the problem is, and this is why some people can't get over it, mm-hmm. um, it's about people being able to be proud. Yeah. Just, I feel, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I truly believe that it's about everybody being able to be proud about their background. So uh, a lot of times, you know, the reason why I feel, you know, uh, older people who don't look like us, mm-hmm. And sometimes the younger guys tend to have this, this, uh, this rebellious notion of uh, coming together. Is because they they feel that if they are proud 
or if they came out and told people, hey, I'm proud of being white, then the backlash of that is tremendous. And I was actually talking to one of my white brothers, man. One of my mm-hmm. white brothers. This dude's been real good to me. Yeah, yeah. And I've I've seen the way he carries himself. And he really he wants answers. He's out here. He's pro, uh, protesting. He's doing everything he possibly can uh, uh, to help. And I, and I told him, uh, because me and him were... Uh, he, he he wants answers. He he just like he's asking like man. So how do you feel, brother? Right? Yeah. I know me. You've never really spoke about this, man. And and I was like, well, it was always one of them things where you know it was needless to say mm-hmm. because your actions and my actions they proven how we felt. But since we actually needed to talk about this, I uh, I asked him. I just asked him like, yo, bro, how do you feel about being white? Mm-hmm. And he told me he broke it down, man. He was like, dude, man. I'm proud, but then sometimes I feel bad, man. Sometimes I feel privileged. And and growing up, like I said, man, uh, this might be real uh, uh, ignorant of me, uh, but I say, and, you know, uh, this is me. This is me. This is my voice. But I didn't grow up. I mean, I grew up seeing and witnessing and being a part of all of this hatred that's taking place, mm-hmm. whether I knew it or not, you know what I'm saying? Whether it be from my mom's being on welfare, uh, uh, all of that stuff from the very beginning, you know, uh, how we were brought up, my mom having nine kids, me being on welfare, me not being able to have certain things growing up. I also opened up and told him that when I was younger, I never knew nothing about actually being, you know, any other color than what I was. Just you, you was who you were and it's never... Uh, then that narrative never came until I start to become like a teenager, yeah. an adult, and all of a sudden, like on my way of becoming a man. Then you know this 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 train of thought by the adults around me was kind of pushed up upon me. Yeah, yeah. And uh, he said that was kind of like the same thing for him growing up. Everybody was just everybody. Yeah, That's why yeah. I said like uh, when we were in elementary, it didn't matter what you were, mm-hmm. how you was, or mm-hmm. how it happened. You know what I'm saying? We was all together. And then in middle school, everybody yeah. started to become a little cliquish because of yeah. what's going on at home. Mm-hmm. And, you know, uh, fortunately for me, you know what I'm saying? I was real heavy and deep into Pokemon and Yu-Gi-Oh, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, you know what I'm saying? I'm just keeping it all the way 100, you know what I'm saying? Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Dragon Ball Z, all yeah. this crazy oh, yeah. stuff, you know what I'm saying? It kept me universal, you know what I'm yeah. saying? So I've always yeah. been the universal canon. Yeah. But uh, truthfully speaking, but... Uh, a lot of my friends too, man. Uh, they used to clown me sometimes, and, and they was closet. You know what I'm saying? You get your card uh, collectors and mm-hmm. stuff. Like, oh, look, look, is this once? Oh, yeah, bro. You know what time it was? You know what I'm saying? I'm talking about. Yeah, you know I'm saying we was out there. You know what I'm saying? Dealing and playing cards at the same damn time. You know what I'm saying? Let me get that. All right, hold on, man. I'm about to you know, we get a little playing. folder. Yeah, yeah said, but that's another story for another time. We 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 we, we trying to stay positive here. So. Uh, like, not to digress too much, but I feel like uh, the real issue is 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 sometimes you know white America probably want to feel proud this generation because mm-hmm. they feel that they didn't have anything to do what has taken place of yeah, many of years mm-hmm. and uh, and a lot of people are like nah you don't you. you you can't be proud of that because once you say you proud of this and that means you yeah. proud of that and we got to figure that out we got to figure that out we mm-hmm. got to feel we we got to f- figure out you know what i'm saying uh 
ultimately. Yeah. Human beings, we got to figure out, for one, how to address that, just like how we got to figure out how to address how we feel. Because ultimately, if you pay attention to the voice, you know what I'm saying, it doesn't take that much to recognize that all of anybody who's colored ever wanted was equality, just yeah. wanted to be equal, just wanted to start. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? If we going to race, let me start at the same line that you started. Yeah. You know Give me the same opportunity. When they say go, boom, we both take off from right here. Not me taking off from back here just because you had that head start. Mm -hmm. No more head starts. You know what I'm saying? Let's get rid of that head start. Let's start right there. And if yeah. you feel I'm going to beat you because I'm the better athlete, then, you know, if that's what you bust your ass, bust your ass even harder. You become that great athlete, too. That's what we're told, right? Yeah. You, know what I'm saying? you have that uphill battle. That's, that's only going to make you better. And that's why, you know, what I'm saying like uh, Conor McGregor. I'm going to bring up Conor McGregor. Mm -hmm. Conor McGregor is the man. You know what I'm saying? Like he is MMA's Floyd Mayweather. Yeah. The lighter version, you know what I'm saying? How he carried himself. Notice why he's so loved in a certain community. Mm -hmm. And then when Floyd do it, it's not looked at as so much as love. Nah, you know what I'm okay. saying? So that's what I'm saying. But if you look, they kind of carry themselves almost yeah, the same way. He probably even patented himself from watching Floyd. Yeah. You know yeah. what I'm saying? And if you pay attention to it, Floyd patting himself from probably watching the likes of somebody from the WWE. Just, you know what I'm yeah, saying? That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's kind of, you know, we, we, we all trying to figure out the best way we can be ourselves, yeah. you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and, and and make ourselves exclusive. So, you know what I'm saying, currency will always be up in our favors, yeah. you know. Uh, but truthfully speaking, like, this is why Tyson Fury's loved and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. So, you know, uh, it's not just the fact that they can, they can, they skill, but they can talk. They can talk to talk. And then yeah. it's a confidence that they have about themselves. So then, yeah. you, you know, I, I see that. And I don't, like I said, man, I don't have all the answers. I don't have all the answers. I, I, when I'm speaking up here, I don't mean to sound like I do either. Yeah. I'm just saying from me paying very close attention to what's going on now and how I was brought up and what I do hear people say. Mm -hmm. You know, this this stuff right here, a lot of people don't want to talk about it, man, because, yeah. you know, their image can be destroyed. Mm -hmm. If, like, we really wanted to get down and boil down to what's going on, uh, Images are, are everything nowadays, especially when you are athlete. Yeah. You don't want to you look know, at that comment section when LeBron <laughs> says certain things for everything. You know what I'm saying? If I say one thing, if I say one thing on social media and the thing is, it's through text through, you know what I'm saying? Through text. You don't yeah. know how I feel. You didn't hear it the tone. Yeah, it wasn't emotion. Yeah. So you could you have to decipher what's being said. You know what I'm saying? Versus if I was right here speaking and we talking and then I. I present any, you know what I'm saying, message that I was trying to get across. So, uh, like I said, man, it's a lot of figuring out that I feel that I believe, you know, we have to do because right now, you know, uh, during that pandemic, they're talking about, you know, hello, hey, what's up, man? There's aliens just around the corner next thing you know, people make crazy memes about it, like, you know, uh, June, hey, yo, it's our time. We up talking about the aliens and stuff like, oh, man. <laughs> Look, if we was approached right now by extraterrestrials or whatever the case is, and they come and they like, yo, hey man, we was we haven't ever came and appeared uh, amongst y'all because y'all haven't been ready. Y'all still fighting with each other. Yeah. Mm -hmm. How are you gonna sit up there? Or what if they came up on some? Ah, we want to destroy y'all, mm -hmm. and we can't even get together yeah. to yeah. figure yeah. stuff out. They probably like just stand there and laugh. Like, look, look, they're killing each other. So I, I'm just saying, you know, I, I'm just saying, I, I say that to say, dude, like, man, we got to figure this out. We got to 
We have to figure this out. And uh, it's, it's going to take everybody to be on board, to to putting everybody at the beginning of that start line. Mm-hmm. Everybody. Yeah. Uh, I don't believe that it's going to take for the next generation or my kids to start it. Not if we can start up on it now. I feel like if we all start attacking it right now and if we was all seriously serious about yeah. trying to become better mm-hmm. as, as, as human beings, like as a race, man, like as a race of people, uh, as a race of beings from Earth, man, I honestly feel like, dude, we could start doing it one day at a time. You know what I'm saying? There's going to be some speed bumps, but there's some speed bumps in everybody's life. Yeah. We can slowly but surely get there a whole lot quicker than before my son becomes an adult. Yeah. yeah. How, how old is he at the time? Right now, he just turned six out of... Uh, oh, okay. When was that? Uh, the sad... What's today? The fifth. Today's yeah, fifth. I'm a second. Today's I wasn't old. sure what today was. Yeah. Seconds, you know. <laughs> I don't even know what month it is, honestly. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> eventually, you know what I'm saying? We don't even be keeping track of the actual dates. Yeah. But yeah, he just turned six. Yeah, let me uh let me cut you off real quick because I'm gonna send some shout outs here to uh Doctor Who's podcast is here. He's watching us from the UK, so shout out to you. What is it? Uh, 11 p.m. over there or 11, mm-hmm. something like that. Yeah, shout out to you, man. And we'll yes. plug your show in a little bit because you did have some good content come out recently. Shout out to Derek who's in the East Coast, uh, Pennsylvania. Shout out to you guys out there. Shout out to uh Sean from Just Boxing Live, local boxing friend here. Um, shout out to you guys. Uh, Derek says he's glad I was able to be here and listen. Uh, I'm gonna highlight that he's white because I don't have uh, I don't I don't really have problems like highlighting people's uh, race. Up, I feel like that's a part of the conversations. Yeah. A lot of people are afraid, growth, yeah. right? A lot of people it's are growth. afraid, yeah. and there's nothing wrong with it or it's right growth, with it. Man. We, this is this is what we're here for an experience. You know what I'm saying? And then we share our experience yeah. with yeah. our kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I had a conversation on right there on one of the Drew's, Drew's uh, Breeze's posts with people that are white and out, and we were just having a good conversation back and forth. One of the points that they touched on is that they said, like, I don't see color. And I'm like, well, yeah, that's the problem. That's, that's the, yeah, I was yeah, like, I used to bad. think like that. I used to think like I couldn't see I color. You have to acknowledge you know color. You what I'm saying? Like, you understand what they're trying to say. Yeah. Yeah, because even, is, is, even I would feel like that, too. Like, I don't see color. Like, yeah. when you walk in, I don't see a black man. Yeah, but that's that's the thing. You. The thing is, is because we've been around yeah. each other so long, yeah. we've we've watched each other a part of this struggle per se yeah. for so long. Now nah, that's kind of out the window. Yeah. But at the same time, uh, it was a man who Dub, my trainer Dub Huntley. He grew up in crazy times. He grew up in mm-hmm. the South, and 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 yeah. like I said, he's over eighty, so he's seen yeah. the likes of everything. He's seen. True and real racism, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. He he watched it, the whole system transform and everything. And uh he could tell you stories, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. As, as far as he could remember them, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. He can he can he can definitely wow you and, and 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 a lot of stuff is is you know what I'm saying, it's heartfelt that he say. But uh during his training, uh he he was the black trainer who trained with everybody, it didn't matter. Mm-hmm. All walks of earth, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Just like if you look like, uh, uh, so like for him, not to harp and jump off of him, but just him, you know, him having to deal with all the stuff that he had to deal with, mm-hmm. having to go to Spain to go train with a guy, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? And he, he only speak English, but they heard about what he capable of and what he does and do. 
and and him having to translate to one guy to speak to this guy and hoping that you know what I'm saying that stuff don't get mm-hmm. caught up or mixed mm-hmm. because he's out here and you know he doesn't speak the same language or sometimes yeah. people didn't. Yeah. Uh, he's one of the guys that I look up to. Period. He's mm-hmm. one of the guys who took his time out. You know what I'm saying of his life. His family took me in. I'm the little brother. I'm the baby brother now mm-hmm. to all of his kids. You know. Uh, and I just, I pay attention to him. I watch him. Like me growing up, I couldn't, I, I never understood what it was being black or anything because everything was, it was just, it was just, it didn't have anything to do with color. So when you were a kid, when you are a kid, you know, that whole, I don't see color thing. Like we acknowledge the pigments, but we don't acknowledge the the, the symbol behind it yeah. until you get older, until you taught that and, and, and and you know, through prejudice uh, 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 teachings, through mm-hmm. prejudice studies, whether we knew it or not, whether it be our parents who who say little small things yeah. about this mm-hmm. culture of people, about mm-hmm. this. I feel nationality. like all our parents are exactly are like you know that. what I mean. Yeah. But yeah. guess why? Because that's what they were taught. That's yeah. what they were taught, that's and that's yeah. what they were taught. You see, you know what I'm saying if you look at it, like they say, uh, uh, it's the the snowball as it keeps going down the mountain, it just keep getting bigger and bigger and bigger. <laughs> Listen to this, man. When I was a little kid. I used to hear everybody say, oh, don't go to Africa. You know, it's scary in Africa. It's, 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 it's dirty. It's this, it's that, it's this. And then, you know, I see commercials of these little, you know, uh, uh, families who are like in, in some desert or something who needs, they got, you know, uh, uh, what's that kid? What's that uh, comedian? Uh, Trevor Noah talks about it. Mm-hmm. He's talking about how like yeah, yeah, the right. kid who's got the eye, fly on the eye, and he's not even fanning it away because he's so used to it. But this is the image that they was portraying of people from Africa. So mm-hmm. when I was growing up, people like, uh, they used to say Africa is, uh, oh yeah, you Brandon, you African. And, or something like that, and they'd be like, oh, I'm not an African. You're like, okay. You know, and now that I'm older, I'm just like, you know, I'm whatever. I'm almost, yeah. I can almost say that I'm everything. Mm-hmm. Ain't no telling what I am. There's no if you telling. do a DNA test, yeah. all that Ain't shit is going to come no out. Ain't no telling what I am. Ain't no telling what you yeah. are. Ain't no telling yeah. what they, You're going to have a little so bit of everything. A little honestly, bit of, you know what I'm saying? A little bit of, uh, <laughs> line, a little bit of, I'm sure, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Whoever, you know. Oh, inside this DNA over here, you know what I'm saying? They, they, they was getting around, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. That's how I'm here. Yeah. So, you know, uh, like I said, dude, I, I feel ultimately, man, uh, this is something that we're going to all have to tackle. And the thing about it is, is we're going to have to really stop and listen and pay attention. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Listen to each other. Listen yeah. to, you know, uh, because this, this, this is definitely an issue. Uh, that like we said, it's been going on forever, and it it, it needs to be addressed because because what's happening and what has happened is it hasn't been addressed. It's kind of been you know uh, uh, put under the rug. But the thing is, it's like now you know what I'm saying under the rug. You see, you know what I'm saying this everything is 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 coming out. It's it's completely coming out. And what worse time to come out than right after you know what I'm saying all of this 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 the the pandemic and to. You know all of this. This this is crazy. Yeah, but um, even just going back to your the Conor McGregor, right? At some point, the Irish and Italians weren't seen as white in this country. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So when people are fighting over this color and that color, like like Adam said, you gotta do your your research because yeah. that shit is all twisted. Honestly, it is from man. the person in power. 
At one point, Italians and the Irish were getting discriminated yeah. and, and treated we as people. women as well. Mm-hmm. We were all white women, just trash. Once yeah. upon a time, way before our time, yep. I couldn't tell the story better than somebody who was living it. But I've heard stories about that. There's a guy, uh, Brett Ernst. I credit that guy to help raising me and my little brother, teaching us. He's Italian, by mm-hmm. the way, okay. and he used to always tell me stuff, man, that I never understood. Until I became older. But he used to tell me stories about how Italians and, and, yeah. and anybody else who was colored used to have to all, they were all in a bunch. And we all grew up and whether they liked it or not, we were all in the same barrel once upon a time. And so that's why I say, man, once we address it and the people come all together and address it, man, and we turn towards uh, our governor and leaders and stuff and we start to really ask questions and want to figure this stuff out. Like, yo, no, we, we mature enough. We responsible yeah. enough to figure this stuff out. Where do we go now? You being in, in your position and us being in ours, man. How can we sit up here and put stuff together and figure this out? Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say. I mean, people as civilians need more education. Let alone like police that have. Bro, you know, everybody has need, internet nowadays. Yeah, need more education. The information is out there. Yeah, it's out there. Just I guess some people just don't want to access it. People don't want to change, right? Um, we talked about that innocence, you know, when you're a kid, you don't see, yeah. it's just innocent. But then it, like you said, around that middle school age, that's when you start seeing the realities. Yeah. Do you feel like there, there needs to be required, implemented uh, education on tolerance? Yeah, you know, I believe, yeah, that way, like how they, they, they always say, man, if you know your past, you won't repeat it in the future. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, yeah, I believe that. I believe like for very instance, for very instance, now, I could be wrong about this, but I I feel like uh, growing up, when I had an officer who was from around that neighborhood, police in that neighborhood, mm-hmm. everybody loved that officer. It's back when everybody, you know, growing up, what you want to be when you get older? You know, yeah. oh, I want to be a police officer. I want to be a judge. I want to be a lawyer. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I want to. And then, you know, somewhere down the line, you know what I'm saying? We don't want to be none of that stuff. Yeah. We don't want to be none of that stuff. We don't want to be associated with it. Because of you know the dogma of it and 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 what happened mm-hmm. you know and I feel like you know if we had more people that was from our neighborhood police in that neighborhood, uh, we wouldn't have so many problems because then everybody knows everybody kind of like how they do it in the little small towns when mm-hmm. you go to small towns, this one yeah you know I'm saying group of of, of sheriffs or whatever yeah. it is deputies and they know everybody in there mm-hmm. in the neighborhood and everybody yeah. knows him you know it ain't so much it ain't that much trouble over there. Mm-hmm. You know, and yeah, yeah. I feel like, you know, if you grew up in L.A. and, and in this certain area and you became an officer around there and everybody know you, you know, everybody would be a little bit more cool. Everybody wouldn't be so, you know what I'm saying, so tense. Mm-hmm. But again, man, this is just, you know, my opinion. This yeah. is what I think. Uh, this is what I believe could help. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Uh, uh, help push us in the right direction. For instance, teaching, teachers, same thing. You grew up yep. in this certain neighborhood. You know what it was like when you were growing up. You saw it. You lived it. You were a part of it. Whether it be you, that student that was sitting in the front who wanted to learn, or one of the students who was in the back. You know what I'm saying? Yu-Gi-Oh cards. There you go. You know what I'm saying? You get, you, you get in there. You know what I'm saying? Uh, or playing with your Game Boy in the back because you really didn't want to be there, but you was forced to be there. Not saying that was me. That was that guy. Yeah. You know what I'm <laughs> but like, truthfully speaking, uh, that teacher who who grew up in that neighborhood probably know how to reach out yeah. to those kids a yeah. little more, just a little better. Yeah. You know, sometimes I used to get in trouble just to piss that one teacher off. 
I know. Just because they don't know how to speak to you. (laughs) And she made me sit in the front, you know, and I never understood her her philosophy upon teaching because she used to say hurtful things, you know what I'm saying? She used to hurt my little old feelings, but whatever. And that's what a lot of people don't realize, right? Um, Just kind of going back to the Drew Brees comments, like some things are insensitive. At least I found those comments to be. Um, And sometimes I'm glad he said it. Look, I'm glad Mm. he said it. Because there's a lesson behind it. Yeah. You know yeah. what I mean? There's a lesson behind it. Because when he said it, there's yeah. a lesson. Yeah. But I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, no. I was just going there. And now he sees the backlash. Mm-hmm. And now he's saying sorry. And now I'm sure he's going to learn more. Right? I don't watch American football, so I don't know much about him. But everybody's mm-hmm. saying that he, he's never had any dirt on him or this yeah. and that. But then going back to the other quote that I saw in a lot of these posts, um, what was it? When they show you your true color, their true colors, believe them the first time, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Something that I saw about that well, with Drew, yeah, it seemed like he didn't have too much dirt, you know, family guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Seems like, but then you see, you know, what, what, ha- what has You see the gap, done? I feel like. You see the, the gap, gap and in- you see what, what he, he's in a platform, you know, he, he's from St. Louis, he has black Damn, teammates, man. you know, coaches, so he... He should know in a way. He By should, now, he should know he it's should not know. about the yeah, flag. Like exactly. that's what I don't understand. And I exactly. think uh, Ernie yeah. Johnson, who's the the only white man on the panel of, uh, inside the NBA with Shaq and Chuck and Kenny the Jets, oh, yeah. he would never say that. Yeah. He said, "You can't use the the flag as a blindfold." Yeah. Right. And that made so much sense because mm-hmm. a lot of people are in a way hiding behind that and not addressing the real issue. The real issue is police brutality. Mm-hmm. The real issue is discrimination, mm-hmm. right? And it's something that's been going on since the beginning of this country, right? Since it formed. A lot of people may say mm-hmm. it was formed on the labor of black people, mm-hmm. right? Free labor. Mm-hmm. So I feel like that's the real mm-hmm. issue. And if people don't want to address it, then I feel like that's where, where the problem stems yeah. from. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, I'm sure that's, that's, that's a lot of it, you know? I'm sure that's a lot of it. If we was to make bullet points of, of how we need to go about it, you know what I'm saying? And that real big list, and we was, you know what I'm saying, okay, this is this is the list. And then that list might up being crazy long. We're like, all right, then look, let's just start off with 10 major things, yeah. 10 major things we could change that we could do, that we could, uh, that'll be a hell of a start. And uh, man, that'll be a hell of a start. And like you said, day by day. Yeah, you know. It's what not. I mean? It's not a conversation of one day or mm-hmm. one week, even. Nah, that's what I'm yeah. saying. Let's just try to get it right, man. So our kids don't have to suffer. I mean, I always crack this joke, and 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 tell people that's a little older than me. You know, uh, like Dub, like my trainer Dub and and Brett and a few other people. I said, Hey, man, I'm out the game. I'm old already. You know what I'm saying? I'm, I've already hit the thirty mark. It's not <laughs> yeah. about me no more. Yeah. It's about it's about everybody who's under that. And truthfully speaking, man, I feel like the people, even who's under that, the the the, the adults, but who are young, the young adults, and and, and sometimes adults, man, I, I've noticed since I've been boxing, and and throughout my career, man, I've motivated people uh, who thought, you know, what I'm saying about quitting, whatever it was they were dealing with at that life, uh, at that point in time in their life. And just because they see me come back from when I fought on a contender, just because they, you know what I'm saying, they know I'm from the same area, the same neighborhood, they, you know, uh, they looked at me in a different light. It was like, yo, man, you, you real motivational. 
know what I'm saying? Everything you went through in your whole life, look how you still smile, how you carry yourself. That's super dope. I appreciate that. I can rock with that. I can vibe with that. I can get behind it. And uh, I start trying to apply that for myself. I think that's mm-hmm. I think that's super dope. And that also shows these are people sometimes who's my age, maybe even a little older sometimes. This just to show we need it. You know what I'm saying? Like uh, no matter uh, where you at in life, you know what I'm saying? Sometimes you need just that little push to, to, to mm-hmm. keep going, to keep uh, pushing deep. And uh Right now, man, I, I feel like we all need to be we all need to be motivated to want to go and, and figure out, you know what I'm saying? How could we really address this? How could we figure this out? How could we really uh, uh like I said a little earlier, get us all at that starting line so we could all take off in this race of life, you know what I'm saying, or this marathon, you know, and and and, and go from there. Yeah. I think there's a good time to bring in a our good friend Blair, the Flair Cobbs. Hey. Um, we promised to call him earlier. Pardon. Sorry about that, Blair, but um, we're going to get him on the phone now. <laughs> Voice call. All right. Um, put on. I'll be dialing now, but yeah, we'll get him. Yeah. Put the phone down. Hello, 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 hello. Hello, hello. How you doing, Blair? You are live on the podcast, my good. man. What's up, everybody? What's from, up, bro? What's up? Against the Rope Podcast. Yes, sir. With Not the most better. exciting man. It is Blair the Flair. There we go. <laughs> Hit him Woo! with that. Woo! Come on, let's hear it, bro. <laughs> exciting man in Boston. Woo! <laughs> yeah, and we have uh, Brandon the Cannon Adams here uh, uh, joining us for this live podcast. He's here sitting next to us. Um, we've been having a very good conversation here. Uh, kind of long conversation, so sorry if we didn't call, call you uh, earlier, Blair. It's, it's it's fine. It's a lot to talk about. We're going through a, a pretty crazy experience right now in 2020. Um, Brandon, yo, I love everything that you did. Shout out to all the positive things that have happened to you um, post the uh, the tournament that you have uh, recently been in. Yo, it was it was Thanks, terrific. Bro, you did that. a wonderful job. I appreciate that, wonderful bro. job. Hey. Yeah, I'm gonna tell you the truth. That's like. That's one of the only times I actually watched The Contender. <laughs> the Contender got interested yeah. that year. <laughs> yeah, that's that's what a lot of people say, man. They was like, yo, man, y'all, y'all uh, Contender series, that season should have probably made Showtime, HBO. And I was just like, ah, I wasn't one of the creators. I couldn't have. And there was a lot of people there. Yeah, there was a lot of people there at the finale. We saw Tyson Fury. We saw Sean Yeah, Tyson was in the back messing with me. Sean. Sean is, is yeah, close man. With I was me. trying to actually show up too. Yeah, so, man. I, you you should have went. Yeah, you should have went. Have, I think right. they were given. If, if, I was trying to find it. I was trying to figure it out and like the times and all the schedules and all that. And I don't know why I was having a hard time finding it. Yeah, they didn't really. But, promote yeah, that, it that was, as, yeah, it's because it was all you know because it was a Hollywood deal. That's probably why we had a hard time <laughs> finding it. <laughs> Honestly, man, that's crazy, but. Yeah, it, it it was a lot of heads up in there, man. They was coming in the back messing with us. Uh, like I was saying, Sean Porter being close to me and Shane, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? He wanted to be up there and be biased. Uh, up on, you know what I'm saying? Going into this fight and, and, and just wanting to see a good fight. Unbiased. Well, I was just about to say, yeah. I, was, I was about to correct myself. <laughs> but yeah, because Shane is going to hear this as, and be like, whoa. Yeah, I was about to say, as, as, as whoa. Eventually, yeah. I saw. You know what I'm saying I was as I was watching the fight. I seen uh, Sean when I was fighting Shane. And when I hit Shane, I seen Sean like, "Come on, Shane!" I seen him, and I was like, 
oh, look at that. Would you look at that? He told me, yeah, I was like, would you look at that? He said that he wasn't going for nobody. And I see him right now screaming, Shane, hands up, move. I was watching, but, you know, I, I understood that. You know what I'm saying? Going back, looking at the fight, I understood. And because uh, when me and Shane was fighting, it was times where I, I told him, I said, pick it up, pick it up, man. You got to pick it up. You got to pick it up. I feel like we were all seeing that too, right? In yeah. the crowd watching that fight. Because you were taking it round by round, little yeah. by little. But, you know, uh, Shane is tough. Shane is tough as hell, man. And, and uh, most fighters are way, you know, sometimes we too tough. Mm. And I'm not saying that about yeah. Shane. I'm yeah. not saying that about Shane. But I know, you know, uh, him fighting, me and him fighting, we both kind of came up around the same time. Uh, and I'm sure his uh, uh, trainer at the time, Nazim, and, and his pedigree, they, you know, it was presented to him and taught and pushed it to him. Yo, man, you are boxing. Look who your dad is. Look who your yeah. trainer is. This guy, you know what I'm saying? He started late. He, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, he probably be this. Yeah, he probably be that. But he got, he can't hold your jock strap. You know what I'm saying? And and I get that and I understand that. But uh, one thing I honestly, I always tell people, man, is, is, is I know I took, I took off late in boxing mm-hmm. and I always try to try my best to work twice three times as hard as a normal yeah. fighter will when it's time to come yeah. and fight that way i don't ever tire out because i know a lot of fighters got more experience than me they've been doing it since they've been little kids so what i can do is use the fact that i'm still fresh you know as yeah. far as you i'm know, sure learning uh, blair can relate to that as well right blair where are you at now uh, 14 15 fights absolutely there you go uh yeah i'm about like what 15 fights yeah, I believe in the it's game 15, yeah. <laughs> yeah, man. I'm very so. late in the game, but you know, and I've already made a name for myself. But, but it's man, it's been a very long, uh, like grueling process. I started at a good age, but like you know, it's I've had like some downfalls. I, yeah, um, I early into that. my boxing career, I had I had a three year layoff. Mm. Three year layoffs, you man, know, something else. Yeah, I couldn't. I, I like you know, I realized that it was all about the money and all about you know having like the right people around you that can um that can help push your career yeah. and all that stuff. And of course, you know, being prepared to take uh take chances. I'm I I've took a lot of chances. Um I've I've become the underdog most more than one mm-hmm. more than one occasion. Mm-hmm. Speaking about layoffs, uh you know there's there's a fighter that we, we recognize as the greatest, Muhammad Ali. And his name has been coming up a lot, especially with everything that's going on. So I'll ask you guys both uh, this question. What, is, what does Muhammad Ali mean to you guys personally? And what do you guys take away from his work outside the ring? You can't take nothing away from his work, man. Uh, he had to wait to become the world champion in order for him to speak his truth. Because uh, probably had he not did that before, then they probably would have cast him off. You know, they probably, he probably wouldn't have never been able to fight again. But he used the title, the world title for insurance to be able to speak the way he spoke. And it's like, yo, if you want me to, you don't want somebody to dethrone me, then you got to beat me. And then my voice wouldn't matter no more. But right now I'm the world champion. So you're going to have to hear me. You're going to have to hear me speak. So then you had a whole bunch of people like, oh, how much will I pay to get that piece of crap ass whooped? And could nobody beat him at the time. You know what I'm saying? He did his thing. So, uh... In my opinion, I think, you know, uh, we need more of uh, the Muhammad Ali type guys, mm-hmm. these leaders who, who like, 
who's who's preaching, you know, uh, research, go do your research, go find out what's really happening, what's really going on versus just pushing a certain narrative, yeah. per se. And we'll let yeah. Blair answer as well. Go ahead. Blair. Oh, um, uh, Muhammad Ali was incredible. You know, um, in today's world, we're not going through what we went through back then. Mm-hmm. Um, this this particular situation that's happening now is not what it what had happened back then. I want people to start learning and thinking about what's going on because this what what we're talking about with the BL uh, the Black Lives Matter movement and the pretty much everything that it incorporates and encompasses, this is not the civil rights movement. And the reason why I say that is because it has none of the symbol in the the resemblance of the actual civil rights movement. We have to start thinking a little bit more about what's going on behind uh, the shadows is uh, more of the side. And the reason why I say that is because all right, the in the civil rights movement we had leaders. We had activists, we had leaders, and when when it came to the subject of race, racial equality and all that stuff, um it was it was a thing where though it was very articulate when it came to when it came to the people speaking out against um racial um, brutality and the government and uh the the whole idea of racial inequality in America right now it, the all the all the resemblance of the civil rights movement is not there what what, what we have right now is a uh, what what it represents is something that had happened after the civil rights movement after all the all the leaders have have uh, been killed off there was nothing but riots and pandemonium and honestly, I'm starting to I start to feel like more so that this thing that's happening now is not really about the uh, the movement at all. Mm. It's not really about equality at all. I'm starting mm. to feel like this is something that's been strategically plotted against the people. You know what I'm saying? And and orchestrated against the people. And because we have uh, social media. And all of these outlets, um, as far as the ability to to sway people's minds and to get people riled up and to eat, to manipulate manipulate people's uh uh we call it um emotions. You get what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. that because we have so many avenues for people to you look. It's 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 so crazy that like somebody can make something go viral right so fast and everybody sees it everybody on their phone sees what's going on and then you and then you and everybody else around you gets emotional and then next thing you know it you have you have a uh 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 you have this you know and then and a lot of this stuff i feel like is being orchestrated you know it's not by coincidence that that this particular person this poor defenseless human being that that had that like that really got killed unjust by the police but it's no coincidence that all of that had like that we're seeing that you get what i'm saying yeah i'm feeling i'm, I'm really feeling like is there's no coincidence 
that all of a sudden, like everyone is seeing that and that went viral. You know how hard it is to go viral? I've been doing this shit for a minute. If there have ever been a viral motherfucker <laughs> in the world hey, of, of boxing, of me, entertainment, it's Flair to Flair. <laughs> you about to be now, and after you said everything you just said, bro, I promise you that. I promise you that. You sure the hell about to be. So, so I don't know, man. I think it's it's gotten to a point where where this there's like a, a line that's been dr- drawn in the sand, and it's uh and I don't know. It's starting to like it's starting to look like we have to either choose equality or freedom. You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And if you and if you're not if you're not watching out, if you're not careful. We can end up being in a communist country. You get what I'm saying? You don't know until you actually know right. what's going on. What, what and it's in and yeah, yeah. Never know what yeah. side you're on because yeah. sometimes yeah. if you're, if you're not careful, and if you, if you if you're just like everybody else, that's just emotional and that's just uh, emotional about the subject. Definitely, one hundred percent. There is a problem in this country when it comes to police brutality, especially when it comes to the African-American community. One hundred percent. That's something that's that's needed to be addressed years ago. But why now? You get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. All of a sudden, all this, we're getting hit with with more than one like bad thing after the next. First, it was the coronavirus. Then it was like, oh, now the coronavirus was a hoax. It's not really as bad as we thought it was. People are really just dying because they put them on ventilators. And then next thing you know it, we get this. And it's just like, why now? I just want people to challenge their minds before they actually act out of hate and um and emotion. You know, because yeah. um I think the worst thing in the world is, is being too emotional to a point where, like, you could be fighting for the, all the wrong causes and like you could be manipulated. And I don't know. I don't know all the answers, but one thing's for sure. Um, I can't, I cannot like, uh, like go with the flow of just any old thing just because it's popular. You kind of get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because the moment you do that, that's when we pretty much lost because then what we have is a bunch of people that's not thinking that's not thinking for themselves. And that's not that's not a good look, man. Because at the end of the day, if you're not thinking, then you don't know who the heck's really got your best interest. That's a bad that's a bad setup. If any if nobody has your best setup, I mean your best uh interest, you know, that okay, that's that's more than understandable. But then that means that like we have to get ourselves out of our, our predicament. And that means that we need leaders, we need strategy. We need a uh, organization. We need a real setup, something, something that actually makes sense instead of just pandemonium and chaos, you know. And that's kind of like what we have right now. So basically, you know, this is basically you saying stop making checker moves when they playing chess. Absolutely, absolutely. Okay. When um, I'm actually coming out with a book, man. It's called oh, Play Your um, Play Your Role. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm saying. I'm going. Book. I'm going to end up. And he's speaking. Yeah, I'm actually putting out a book. 
It's called play your role. And the reason why I'm saying that is because <laughs> the role. game is being played against <laughs> you, whether you're whether you know it or not, you're in the game. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The whole thing is like, where are you? Are you a pawn that's being manipulated by the world around you and, and just taking whatever that's given to you? Or are you a king that's actually strategizing, that understands the world around him, that's actually making moves? Almost kind of like you get the matrix. Saying? Yeah. Yeah, I'm yeah we're I, I in, we're in the matrix, whether you bit. know it or not. You, you know, and the thing is, people are willing to die for what they believe in, right. even though it might not even be in their best favor. Yeah, I, you know? I think what you're alluding to is like, based on the emotion, it's not being reactive, but proactive, right? Not just react and go with the trend. Ab- and, and Absolutely. Don't just react. I Look, look, I am very, very heartfelt. I truly understand what's going on with this country when it comes to um, police brutality and racism in America. And don't nobody know it better than I do. You know why? Because I don't even have a race. I get it from both sides. I'm, I get I get it like, oh, oh, you're not black enough from from the black people. And then I get, oh, you're not white enough from the white people. Uh, see, I get it on both sides. That answers you know that what question. I'm saying? Yo, Blair, look, before you came on, I told them that I thought you was mixed and I wasn't certain, but I, I was all, well, I didn't know what you were mixed with, mm-hmm. but I knew you was mixed. I seen you, you know what I'm saying? I'm telling you, I saw one of your provosts. I knew it. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? But shout out either way it go. You know what I'm saying? You still a brother. Yeah, like, like yo, I, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I was called a cracker long before I was called a nigga. Like, wow. And people need to understand that, like, there is something going on in this country beyond this racial um, um, oppression that's, uh, that is. And it, it is. It's there. Like, the problem with racial, uh, with, with, with race, and oppression in the in the communities of African American people. There's no, there's no um, what do you call it? It's not by coincidence that they call them ghettos. You kind of get what I'm saying? Just like the Holocaust, when they called those ghettos, you know what I'm saying? And um, and they were they were used, they were literally put there to le- lower the uh the numbers mm-hmm. of people. It's not by coincidence that's that's that that's there. But we do live in a free world where we could do something about it. As long as we can free our minds and stay true to ourselves and loyal to our people as far as the African-American people. You know what I'm saying? As far as the, the urban the urban societies, they can, they, can, they can free themselves, you know? And, um, and, that's, and like what I want to believe in is just freedom, you know? Why not, why not just be free? Because then we can actually make some moves. But if we're constantly bashing each other over like just the slightest different thought process, then we have a real problem. Because then you know what that sounds like? That sounds like people are trying to take your freedom of speech. Mm-hmm. That does, that don't sound good at all. You know, <laughs> that yeah. that sounds bad. You know, um, the moment people talk about some oh. We, we shouldn't even have guns and this and that. It sounds like they're trying to take the freedom to bear arms. And if we lose that, we don't have the, we have no right to fight against tyranny, against, against uh, radicals. Or against, against aliens that's supposed to, supposed to come, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> During the midst yeah, of I don't, I don't even, 
I don't even worry about aliens because we got enough problems right yeah, here. I know, right? <laughs> I they staying away from I us. I was just messing like, with them about that though, like because I was saying, like while the pandemic hit, like right in the middle of it, they was like, "Oh yeah, ta-da! We got UFO pieces. We got UFOs. We got you know they're here." Just like, damn, what a way to drop that while the whole world is on, you know what I'm saying, on ice because of this whole pandemic thing. So Because it seems like they just constantly got to have something to pop up. Like, it's like, so, like, that's like the last card. (laughs) Like, they got to (laughs) constantly throw something out there. It's like, goddamn, we just, we just coming off a pandemic. We just about to just start coming outside again and Mm -hmm. seeing each other and and coming together and being loving. To one another, and then boom, this stuff hits, and then we gotta go back. We gotta go back home, man. (laughs) So, so like you said, uh, you guys both said this. We don't claim to have all the answers, and you know, I feel like a lot of people are still trying to figure this out. But in your opinion, Blair, what what would be the the immediate next move now that this has all happened? Because, um, you know, I always wondered what would happen if all these in the African American community. What would happen if all these, uh, you can say, powerful people got together? Like, African-Americans do influence a lot of people. Just imagine if Oprah, Jay-Z, Michael Jordan, right, Barack Obama, whoever else you want to name, imagine they got together and started something, led, right? Like you said, there's no leadership as there was back in the civil rights days. Absolutely. The thing is, I don't believe that they just don't want to do anything. I believe that, like, it's to a point where they can't do anything. <laughs> like, this, like, you got to understand that, like, there are things happening around us that we don't understand. Like, this whole, this whole idea of, like, the Illuminati, there is something <laughs> that is actually controlling our entertainers. You know what I'm saying? And, like, I can't even go. I can't even go that far into it, but <laughs> it's out there. It's out there, bro. Like you know, oh, it, it's not by coincidence <laughs> that these people aren't doing anything about anything. You know, I don't know. Just, just not like. Just not a lot of. Uh, just not. I don't know. I don't know what's going on. But right. at the end of the day, I don't like. That's the problem. The problem is that we don't know what's going on. Yeah. That's and that's the issue. Bro, we I gotta know. Like, we gotta know what's going on. I felt like he named all the wrong names to you. That's what it was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sitting right here, man. I'm listening to you talking, and I yeah, really he, said, well, I said to myself, is, "Those people would do something. They, they have all the power in the world, man." Yeah, Oprah, man, she's amazing. You <laughs> Jay-Z, crazy, amazing. Man. Yeah, I mean, one of the yeah, one, of, one of the key differences I see from the civil rights movement and uh, Black Lives is yeah, you guys talked about leadership. Uh, I know civil rights was it was formed by um, church leadership, right? Like already established leaders that, and that's where I'm okay and you know the like. I'm gonna definitely tell my wife to tune into this one, man. <laughs> Yo, like you know, you know what's funny about like church. Mm. It's not really like a thing anymore. People people don't believe nah. anymore in God anymore. You know, and that's that's a sad thing. You know, when when like like you, if you believe in God, you're like they like oh okay, and then you kind of move on. 
You know, it's not like something that's really given a second chance anymore because I don't know. It's 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 become too old, too prehistoric. I don't know. It's just it haven't been it haven't evolved. I feel like maybe 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 it's because it haven't evolved. It haven't actually grown with the times. You know. Yeah. So we so and when you lose when you lose faith, that can be a problem. <laughs> maybe maybe that could be a problem. Could be. Yeah. I have a question for you guys. You guys, as as, as boxers, do you guys ever experience racism, like chants from the crowds? And does that ever? Do you guys ever think, you know what? I'm just not gonna fight today. I'm, you know, we've seen instances of soccer mm-hmm. players that have walked out the pitch. You know what? Know. For me, no, that's never happened. I would, I would tell you that the, the most I've ever got as far as hate was when I fought. Uh, it wasn't like hate. I, I, for to me, for me, and I was just explaining this mm-hmm. to my real close friend. Uh, when I went and I fought Woody Monroe, I fought him in his hometown. Mm-hmm. Uh, when I went and fought Jam- uh, Jamal Charlo, I fought him in his hometown. And when I came out there, you know, getting booed, like, for me, honestly, I I, I embraced it. I wanted <laughs> yeah. to be the Joker, you know, because I knew, I knew, you know what I'm saying, he's his city, it's Gotham, he's their, he's their Batman. So me and him fighting, you know, uh, for me, I expected it. I wanted to hear it. I wanted to hear them boo because I was going to wow them. I was going to surprise them. I was going to beat their Batman. That's my mentality. That was my mindset. Uh, rather it be when uh, I fought Jamal or and when I fought Willie, mm-hmm. you know, truthfully speaking. That's how I felt, you know. Uh, I heard people say some stuff, uh, but it was never really anything too racial uh, because there's two, two black fighters fighting. You know, but as far as, you know, them like, oh, uh, like saying something to me that was supposed to hurt my feelings. Uh, growing up in a neighborhood, man, sticks and stones may break your bones. You know, so you hear that stuff all the time. You know, that's just, you know, like it's going to take a whole, a hell of a whole lot more to break me, you know, uh, while we in this stadium fighting when there's two black guys fighting. Mm-hmm. Now, I want to say I've seen the YouTubes. Mm-hmm. Of 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 you know uh, international soccer I mean football uh, soccer when I've seen them throw bananas and stuff out there mm-hmm. on the field mm-hmm. and then you know the players you know they that's different because now you have a whole stadium mm-hmm. of hatred and you know being in them kind of stadiums the vibration is crazy so they're vibrating hate the mm-hmm. whole time they're vibrating that hate. So in the back of your, 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 your you know what I'm saying, the, your soul, you feel it. You, these people hate me. They're throwing bananas. So some of the people, they fight back by picking up the bananas going, nah, and they eat them. And I commend them for that. But you don't know what that really feel like until this actually happening to you. Some parts of the earth, of the world, people are afraid of, of progressing. So then they feel a certain way. Because once you progress and they allow to let somebody who don't look like them into their life, that could potentially change the dynamics of everything. Mm-hmm. Now that probably means that they don't come first. Now that probably means that the whole equality thing, now that probably means that they have to line up on side of each other. Now that probably means that that poster is going to fall. You yeah. know what I'm <laughs> nah, but honestly, that probably mean you know, like, this is what they're going to have to deal with. And, and they're afraid, you know what I'm saying? The insecurity says, holy shit, this motherfucker's about to take it. He's going to take it without even trying themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, man, you know, so that, like, 
Now, like I'm saying, man, I've I've seen these YouTubes, you know, and and they're emotional. I watch those, you know what I'm saying? That that stuff it like you said, like 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 Blair was saying, you know, that, that stuff it 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 touches here, it touches your heart, you know what I'm saying? And no matter what if if them kind of videos don't get you moved, then something's wrong with you. You know what I'm saying? I don't care where you're from. I don't care if you was born a piccolo, you know what I'm saying? If you was just green, period. It's gonna touch you. you know it's gonna touch you, man. You know what I'm saying? It's it's, it's gonna it's, it's gonna hit home for you. Cause regardless of, like I said, man, no matter where you come from, either you have witnessed it or you've and you've if it, you felt it, you know what I'm saying? Either you, it was around you or it was you. You know what it feels like to be kind of pointed out. You know what I'm saying? I remember back when I was growing up, for instance, uh, I'm left-handed and I used to play uh, uh, kickball. And I used to see all the kids kick the ball with their right foot. And when we used to play kickball, I used to try to kick it with my right foot. So I'll stop and I would try to run and kick it and then I'll stop. And then I'll make sure I kick it with my right foot. Mm. I go out of bounds. It don't even go past the first base. It, I was terrible at it. And uh, everybody used to be like, damn, Brandon, you suck. So I used to hate the plan, like hate playing kickball. A little kid, I used to hate playing kickball. And then I used to hate that I was left-handed because I wanted to be like everybody else because nobody ever told me, no, it's okay for you to kick with your left. Now, once I learned how to kick with my left, you know, once I got over that, and I started kicking the ball with my left. It barely went past the third base, but that's completely fine because I always made it to first base. I say that to say, you know what I'm saying, once we start to recognize, you know what I'm saying, there's nothing wrong with things, you'll get to first base. There you go. You know what I'm saying? Preach. Bars. Dope. All right, same, same question for, for you, Blair. Have you ever experienced any kind of racism while fighting, you know, in the ring or... And have you ever thought about, you know what, not, you know, making a, a statement either, you know, saying something post-fight or deciding not to go through with it? Have, has that ever happened? Oh, man, I get it all the time, man. <laughs> I'm, an I'm an alien in the ring, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, look, um, probably the toughest time in recent days was uh, the Caribbean fight. Mm. You know, I was... I was considered a 16 to one underdog and the crowd was very vicious. We have these Armenian guys and they're very, they're very aggressive. Mm -hmm. Let's just put it like that. Like after, after I won the fight by unanimous decision, which I was even surprised that the, that the referee that like, you know, the people that was conducting the actual uh, fight was even fair, Uh you know, given the fact that like these people were so aggressive you know, and had so much, you know, uh, there were very, very passionate fans, mm-hmm. you know, and, um, and yeah, like I, I like that was probably the toughest time fighting Caribbean, um, <clears throat> as far as like racism, cause they were saying all kinds of crazy stuff, <laughs> <I bet. laughs> you know, but, uh, I kind of like, yeah, but I kind of like got that kind of like in almost every fight. You know, and that's and that's been kind of like my power. My power was to to reach into people and pull out their passion, even if it was racism or this or that, and then show them better. You know, um, through through these fights, people change. Yeah. You know, and, that, and that's kind of been like the thing. That's the biggest. Yeah, that's been kind of like the thing. Yeah. I, 
You can change. Then we all can change. change. You know what I'm saying? So that's why I came up with the whole idea from booze to woos. And I actually mm. give the fans, I give the people in the crowd an opportunity to boo me. You know? Yeah. Hey, everybody. What up, everybody? Give me the booze. You know what I mean? And I just yeah. say, oh, give me the woos. And then all the people woo and all that stuff. And it's, it's it, like when it comes to boxing, it's like it's such a beautiful sport. And people are so uh, emotional. And it's yeah. got like so many things that's going on with it when it comes to like like just politics that's involved there's there's i don't even know what boxing is sometimes like is it politics is it entertainment or is it a sport it's powerful because like for instance for very instance when i was fighting jamal and they were booing around after the fifth round them boos they turned to ooze like he said you mm-hmm. know what i'm saying they, everybody was like oh what's mm-hmm. happening here you know what I'm saying? Our, our town hero, he's not looking so hero-ish now. You know what I'm saying? He's starting to... And like he said, man, boxing, you know, it's funny, man, because literally I use everything I've learned in boxing, whether if it was good or bad, I took out and I walked it out with me when I walked out the ring with it. And that's how I kind of uh, apply myself to life. And literally, man, uh, boxing grew me up. Whether I wanted to or not, it matured me, it groomed me. And so, like, when situations and stuff like this happen, I kind of feel like I understand it a whole lot more, you know, than than somebody who naturally would because I'm put in the face of this kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, like I said, going into a fight, like Blair was saying, going into a fight, going into a crowd of people who, who don't like you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And then eventually... You come out of there and everybody wants to shake your hand and give you hugs and love because you you put on a hell of a show. So this is what I feel and believe that Muhammad Ali was so important. You know what I mean? Because he fought because he, he's fighting right now. Right now, everything that's taking place is everybody's fighting for a cause right now. You know what I'm saying? So this man used his hands in the ring and fought for a cause. He wasn't just talking it. He, you know what I'm saying? He lived by it. I think that's extremely important. Super important, you know what I'm saying? To know a fighter feels that way. You can't tell a fighter, you know what I'm saying, anything about fighting. He do it for a living. So hear this fighter out, you know what I'm saying? And that was Muhammad Ali. And uh, who knows who's going to be uh, 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 somebody who speaks up nowadays. All I would suggest is whomever it is that wind up speaking up and speaking out, you know what I'm saying, do some research so that you don't get cut off guard, you know what I'm saying? Because there's a lot of stuff to know nowadays. And I'm trying myself. You know what I'm saying? Because I, I don't know if that will probably potentially be me. I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I don't know if I, I wind up being that voice or whatever, especially after this. And people hear what I say. They're like, yo, you made some pivotal points. How about I get you to come and speak? And like I said earlier before, like Blair said, we're not the voice of the world. Every voice has its own tone. I could, t- I could explain to you, you know what I'm saying, through my tone, but I can't explain... You know what I'm saying? We're going to have to, if, if that's the case, everybody's going to have to harmonize and then you're going to have to listen to everybody. You're going to have to listen to a lot of people. But when we all come together, this is about trying to figure out what do we do step by step. You know what I'm saying? But I'm definitely going to be keep trying to apply myself for some research, you know what I'm saying, to figure this out. So when the tough questions be asked, I'll be able to answer them the best way I can. Hey, there you go. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So Blair, how are things? Whoever, out there? go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, well, I was about to say, whoever do speak out, 
<laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Well, they got to live you, so perfect. A, there's a big, uh, there's a possibility. So perfect, you know what I'm saying? Man. You, you about to go crazy. viral after this. <laughs> you going viral they, after this. They done locked up Bill Cosby, and that man was was damn near perfect. Man, I used to love them putting pops. Yeah. <laughs> 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 but yeah, uh, all jokes aside. Yeah, man, it's, uh, it's, 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 I don't know, it's honestly, like, in Vegas, and mind you, I might have to leave Vegas pretty soon and be, like, smack dab in the middle of all this craziness, but Vegas is pretty, it's, it's not that bad. I've been just pretty much living the way I've always been living, mm-hmm. but I have noticed the board, the boarded up, uh, stores and stuff, mm-hmm. man, that's just, it's, I'm like, oh, man, you know, mm-hmm. um, it's a shame because, like, the whole the whole war against the police and all that stuff, and I can't believe it's it's actually made its way to my front door, and and it ain't even that many black people in in, in Las Vegas like that. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm I'm like, what the hell's going on? Like this, this like, and it's it's a shame because it's it's I hate when people kind of like just like they classify all people one way, you know, without even like really giving it a thought. Cause um, the Metro Police Force in in Las Vegas, man, I know some police officers. They some of these officers get stopped by other officers. Like, like you know what I mean? Like they, it's it's probably one of the most fairest uh police force in America. And like it's sad, but like I've even heard of of someone that actually killed a police officer out here. Yeah, you know, and that. and like the rate the protesting has, has gotten to a point even even here where like you know um, it's gotten very violent, you know, and it's not. I'm not saying, and I want to go on the record to say I'm not saying that violence is not the answer, but why now? You kind of get what I'm saying? Why now? I'm not saying that violence wasn't the answer, and like this whole rioting and everything is wrong. But I think that we should definitely give it a thought. Give it a thought, you know. Um, but like this stuff is getting really crazy, and it's a shame because it kind of like puts the country in a, a really bad situation. There's so many businesses that are going to be probably never, never rebound from from like the current events that are taking place. First the pandemic, and then this, and and you know it's, it seems like a like yeah, like you were saying that. The aliens are going to show up too, and this and that. Like, I'm like, I'm like, yo, it's just like, oh man, that's why. I like on my on my uh on my uh my Instagram, right? I'm starting a new trend called Good News. That's <laughs> it, man. Well, I'm trying to you start know, the, start this new movement yeah. called Each One Teach One. That's what people have been yeah. seeing. What I say, like Each One Teach One, and we grow from that. Cause man, you know, yeah. like you said, you see it, bro. You see it. All that you keep seeing happen right now on Instagram, man, it's just, it's a lot of of just you know it's a lot of destruction. And if that's the last thing that's upon our mind, you know what I'm saying? When we go to sleep, we going to sleep to nightmares. You know what I'm saying? Like and and yeah, it's been a nightmare. Yeah, it has been a nightmare. It has been a nightmare, dude. But in order for you to want to fix that nightmare, 
You know what I'm saying? Me personally, I used to wake up and cut some cartoons on and watch cartoons. That way I didn't have no nightmares. Yeah. So what I'm saying is in order for you to fix these nightmares, you know what I'm saying? You got to do something about it. Yeah. You don't want to always your whole life go to sleep and just keep having these bad visions. You want to try to fix it. Make these visions a lot more pleasant. You know what I'm saying? Make these Absolutely. Because again, man, we don't. You got to start. You have to know, man, everything you do, even if you don't have kids of your own, you think to yourself, man, look, dude, I'm doing this for the younger youths that's out there, the younger me's, the younger, you know what I'm saying? Whether if you, there's your kids, whatever the case is, it, it has to happen. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. I feel like uh, nowadays people aren't really thinking about the youth, and, it's, and that's, that could be a problem, you know? That could be a problem because our, our youth is our future. Yeah, man. You know? And... And we definitely don't want to be put in a situation where we had compromised their health and their their uh, way of life, you know, based off of our greed and ignorance, you know. So um, I hope that this world rebounds from from what's happening, you know, as best they can. Counterpunching, um, you know what I'm saying? Counterpunching, yeah. yeah. Counterpunch this joint, like uh-huh. yeah. But um, so like what I started was was just like good news. <laughs> and I will put I will put up all good news. I don't care how silly it is. Good news is good news. Like I, I like I don't even want to hear bad news, you know. And, um, <laughs> and I just kind of want to break up the monotony of this negative mind uh, conditioning that's been going on. It's just like how you said, like how you can't you can't just be going to bed all mad and all that, and, and have these manifested uh, negative thoughts. You know, it's like, why don't we start manifesting some positive thoughts, you know? Um, and I just, uh, I wish that this uh, this country can um, get get itself back together after all of this is done. I hope that, um, that there are some precautions that are taken that's necessary to um, make sure that, that the police, that, that the, the bad eggs in the police force are taken out, you know, and... Um, and the and whoever and whatever um, that is uh, causing this mayhem uh, be put be brought to justice. You know, um, I'm not really on anybody's side on this. I'm just I'm just kind of like just hoping that that things work out, man. And that's just how that's just how it's how it's been. You know, it's like man, 2020, man. This is like the worst year ever. That <laughs> <laughs> this was the punch you didn't see coming, right? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, right. Yeah. No, yeah, it's been it's it's a it's a it's a, it's a heavy uh, you know topic you know that we have to talk about. It's necessary dialogue is very necessary uh, the these times. Um, Brandon, you you mentioned it, listening, just listening to people, being open to to ideas. Where you know, I think that's the biggest thing that you can do. Just listening and then take the good, the good things you know, from that. Um, for me, I, I saw this post on on police on policing how there's more training done by barbers to get haircuts than there is, you know, for yeah. police to get training. Uh, and so I think that's one major step that needs to be taken. You know, we we talked about how you were when you were a kid, uh, you wanted to be a copper. Kids wanted to be cops, and then you kind of get away from from that because of everything you see from 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 police. You know, it's not a it's not a prestigious career, I guess you can say where you aspire to be a cop 
And I think there has to be a, a higher standard, um, again, more training, more screening, more reevaluations uh, year after year, just to make sure that whoever we decide to put in power, whoever, you know, our tax dollars go to are the right people, you know, to have that position. So, yeah, it's a lot of stuff that's going to have to Absolutely. change. And um, unfortunately, you know, this had to happen, you know, to, to, to George Floyd, but I think it's, it's it's really it sparked it sparked the change that's that's needed and we talked about you know how in in small towns maybe that's you know you're you're used to seeing the cop or you're used to knowing the teacher and you have the committee sense and and that's something that's that's lacking i guess in big cities and we don't know who the police officer down the street is and so maybe our neighbors exactly (laughs) so So, yeah Blair. what i was telling them was is i think it's important for like officers teachers Kind of like uh, if an officer is grew up in that neighborhood, then he should be the one police in that neighborhood because he knows that neighborhood and everybody knows him. He grew up in that area. Everybody know him. A lot of times, nine times out of ten, the, all the problems around there, it, it, it'll probably go down a whole lot more because, you know, they know that officer. This officer ain't going to be sitting up there like real harsh or hard upon people he grew up with. He could be like, yo, man, what's going on, man? They go, yo, what happened? You know what I'm saying? It'd be more of a communication. Because right now, that's what the world is lacking is communication. Yeah. More, more than anything, just Absolutely. comprehension, right? Yeah. So we, we do communicate, but we're not listening. I exactly. Yeah. And with the teachers, you know what I'm saying? A teacher who didn't grow up in a certain area don't know what these kids are like. Or them, them, them kids feel like this teacher can't relate to anything. So then they got a hard time listening to them, but want to engage because this teacher is is is, is not hitting certain, you know what I'm saying, points, you know, uh, uh, towards that student. So then I said, you know, maybe it need to be teachers from that area who grew up in them areas teaching them kids because they know how to reach out to the kids a little more because they could talk to them about how they were brought up, how they grew up right around the corner from the school, how they did this and did that. I noticed for myself, with myself, uh, when I was going to school, when the teacher told me stuff like that, I was just like, oh, damn, see, he know the struggle. He know what time yeah. it is. You know, mm-hmm. like, I still gave them a little hard time. But <laughs> when I gave them a hard time, it wasn't as far as me uh, disrupting the class or anything. It's just like me poking at him uh, individually or her. You know, nine times out of ten, it was a him. Because I would never disrespect a lady because, you know, that just never goes over well. <laughs> You know what I'm saying? Uh, it's just like, oh, he said this to Mrs. And it's just like, ah, oh, damn. You know what I'm saying? So a lot of times, like it's you said, you your I'm trying to tell you, she did. They did. You know what I'm saying? They knew how to, you know what I'm saying, strike the man's heart back when. So, uh, but honestly, when all my teachers who said that, you know, they grew up around the same area I grew up in, they, they, they know about the struggle they lived it too. I noticed, you know what I'm saying? We, we were able to 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 form some kind of uh, communication, really, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Basically, at the end of the day, that's all it is. And um, he, he became a leader to mm-hmm. me. He became a model. Yeah. And I was able to listen to him a little more. I was able, I was wanting to figure out the, the problems, you know what I'm saying? The solutions to the problems he gave me. You know, how did you solve this? How did you answer this? Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Uh, Mr. Kubius, Zeus Kubius was my ninth grade math teacher. And when I got into high school, I ain't gonna lie to you, man. I didn't understand anything about math. I was just like, eh, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm out of here, you know? And uh, he took his time and, and, and taught me. 
crack jokes about all of my older siblings, my brothers and sisters, because they were he was their oh, teachers yeah. too. Yeah. But you know, uh, in the midst of him doing that, and just to let me know he's been there for a long time. Mm-hmm. Then he started telling me about the area in which I grew up in. You know, mm-hmm. back when he was used to run around them streets and those parts, and I just was like, well, damn man, god damn, Kubius is cool as hell. <laughs> Kubius is one of us for real, for real. He ain't one of these teachers that's from Montana or something like that. I'm just saying. I just use Montana just to say what I'm just saying, you know, Connecticut. So, you know, I felt like, you know, we we, we definitely, we came together, man, and our worlds joined and, and all of a sudden, you know what I'm saying, algebra wasn't so bad after all. Hey. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, but, uh, you know, from my part, I think this is good news. You know, yeah. having you on here, you Brandon, having Blair, Blair the flair on here. You know what I'm good news. Yeah. It's going to be an hour long, you know what I'm saying? Good news. <laughs> good news. <laughs> you know good news. Yeah. Do you guys have, good news. Do you guys have any good news? Any any upcoming fights? Any uh, announcements? Yeah, I got some good news, you okay. know what I'm saying? Uh, I'll be fighting soon in uh, Jamaica. Oh. Yeah, man. Jamaica. Oh. Uh, Jamaica, they did their own uh, contender. They, okay. they did their own version of the contender. So really? they're fans of the contender. Uh, they wanted me to come out there and fight. Okay. And, Ooh. you know, they said they'll have me. I'm definitely going to go. Never they, been to Jamaica. Jamaica. Oh, yeah, I'm sad. So, nice. so uh, that's super cool, man. Uh, Aren't you from Jamaica? Like, or like your uh, family's from no, Jamaica? No, man. Uh, originally born and raised, you know what I'm saying? Right here in the United States, I, I that's all I can tell you as far as like, you know, we we came from the South and moved over here to L.A. or California and, and, and everything else been everything. Okay. Oh, so I wouldn't be able honestly, I wouldn't be able to tell you where I'm from, well, where my family's from. But me, I'm from L.A. I'm from Watts. Hey, What's up? You know what I'm saying? Okay. <laughs> yeah, I what thought about- you had I I thought you had that Buffalo soldier. In your <laughs> I might do. Power. I might do, man. That you body never is know. Like incredibly strong, man. <laughs> yeah, that's what a lot. That's what I hear a lot of too. They like, yo, man. Usually, normally, you don't catch people who are strong as you are who who just start boxing like that. So, man, I could be. How do you do it? Soldier. I mean, both of you guys look pretty. Pretty ripped up when you guys are yeah, just trying to fight. Bruce Leroy. Yeah, huh? <laughs> <laughs> yeah but. But that motherfucker look like like the like like the great eight. <laughs> you stupid. This man has like shoulders and, and back to that look yeah, like yeah. He, he got shoulders. He got buff ankles. <laughs> yeah, like, man. What are you eating? Like <laughs> man, a lot of grass. I'm kidding. See, I that was just in the middle of writing my daily like plan of food and I put grass. Now I gotta cross it out. Yeah. Man. <laughs> I was just kidding. But no, nah, uh I mean for the most part, dude, man, me dieting, I never really dieted because I I trained so much. Mm-hmm. So, you know, a lot of people who know me personally, uh, they'd be like, yo man, you, you get away with eating burritos, burgers, and you know what I'm saying? Here growing up in America, you know, uh Nine times out of ten, you are everything mm-hmm. I've eaten. Them are every food from every culture, period. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? Uh, and no matter how close I get to the fight, I kind of don't stop until it's like the last week. The last week, now I'm not, you know, 
messing around, but uh, over here where I grew up at, you know what I'm saying, it's, it's predominantly black and brown, so... Yeah, I'm saying if the food ain't black, then it's brown. I'm eating a lots and lots of burritos, <laughs> lots of tacos. Lots of tacos you know what I'm saying? <laughs> Much frijoles. You know <laughs> I grew up on beans and rice. Period. Do so, like you know, and that ain't changed. You know what I'm saying? Every time I go to a, a little spot, I gotta get a torta. You know what I'm saying? Hey, gotta hey, get the that's torta. what's up. That's but you know, that's me. I know you'll be on that too, Blair. Yeah, you know what I'm saying? I know he did. Man, I lived in Mexico <laughs> for years. For years. I <laughs> made churros for a living, son. Mm-hmm. Or for fun. Yo, I <laughs> used to make churros. Like, <laughs> okay. you know, like, yo, I'm so Mexican. It's ridiculous. I'm trying to tell you. <laughs> Bro, I, I saw you dancing like Chona in between rounds. That's one of my favorite songs. Yeah, you think this is a joke? I'm gonna show y'all real quick. One of my playlists, just real okay. fast, just real quick. You're gonna start dancing. Watch. Uh, I, nah, look, I ain't gonna even play the song, but you see that right there? You read that? What it say? Spanish ish. Ish. You know what ish. I'm saying? Because I, because just in case some my kids grab a phone, <laughs> they don't see the curse word. Uh, yeah, you know I'm saying you talk about Latrona. That's number five. You know you got some suave man. Come on, man. Yeah, bro. I'm telling you. Yeah, I'm saying I know what time it is. He's like, oh, the the lady's gonna like this. Dude, you're crazy. La vaca. Yeah, I'm saying. Oh, oh man, I got it all. I'm telling you. My banger. Oh. I got it all, bro. You, you guys come out this list. If you count with one of those songs, you're fight. You're gonna get a bunch of new fans. You know what time it is, man. I said <laughs> once I fight back out here again in LA, that's all I was gonna do. You know what I'm saying? Because people know what time. Like if you see a lot of hey. my videos, you hear the Spanish music in the background. People are like, damn, B, you a fool. I I endorse this. We endorse this. Yeah. I'm sure because we see a lot of people just trying to do it for the cloud and trying come to do on, it. Come on, man. Ain't no cloud nah. with, ain't no cloud <laughs> chasing over here. <laughs> Yeah, I'm saying we're behind you. Yeah, we got you. <laughs> I'm saying you hear about my beginnings and all of that stuff. Oh, that Maywood boxing, that's Tekka boxing, hey, Broadway yeah. boxing, Jim. You know what I'm saying, hey, hey, you know what I'm saying, yeah. it's, it's it's all over. It's in me. It's not on me. Yeah. Hey, Blair, would you ever come out to La Chona? Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I actually like yo. I can't wait until like all of this stuff clears up. So I can actually do some crazy stuff. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah, got I'm all kinds of things in the works. I saw him doing some jump rope to some Stone Cold. Come yeah. to the you ring. Took the videos. Yeah. Some Stone Cold music yeah. in the background. Cool. Blair was. Yeah. yeah, that's what I like to hear. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> WWE motivated. Yeah, you guys are. Yeah, I was doing. I be doing all kinds of crazy stuff. Yeah. <laughs> I got a circus on in my pocket right now. We're working on a performance. Okay. There you go. <laughs> Damn, man. Nice. So, yeah, Blair, I think we're going to let you go real quick. Um, but, yeah, any last stuff you want to plug? You talked about your book. Let the people know where can they follow you, all that good stuff. Yo, man, don't, yeah. say, your, don't say your number online, man, but I'm going I'm to I'm I'm get your number, brother. I'm about to say, say your number. Say your number so we can all get it. <laughs> I'm just messing around, man. But I'm gonna, I'm gonna hit these brothers up and get your number, man. If that's all right with you. All right, all right, no problem, no problem. For sure. Hey, everybody! Once again, it's the most exciting man in boxing, Blair the Flare Cops. You can check me out on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook at Blair the Flare. And for more exciting content, BlairTheFlare.com. 
You know what? I just saw this comment pop up right here. And I, I think I'm going to let Blair handle it. This guy, Gonzalo Torres, says, I'm not afraid to call you out. He says, Blair is a character, but don't think he's that skilled. Oh. What do you say to people like that? Ooh. Tell me to get in the ring. Oh, that's good. You know what? <laughs> he's absolutely right. <laughs> Shout out to you, Gonzalo Torres. I don't want anybody to think I'm that skilled oh, until it happens. Nice. Until next thing you know it, I done beat like everybody in the division. I like I like being an underdog, yeah. you know? So, you know, I like that. Yeah, you know? for that so, Caribbean. Um, mm-hmm. Huh? Yeah, for that Caribbean fight, we actually called his fights at the at the Quiet Canyon. Oh, that was him? Yeah, that was him. And oh. he was very, uh, you know, highly touted, you know, protected. You know who, what side he was on. And so when I saw that he had that win under him, I was like, oh, okay. I was like, okay, there's got something. So, yeah, criticism is always going to be there, right, guys? Yeah, it's, it's part of growth. Absolutely. It's going to be criticism. Man, man. it's I the love, internet. That's what I don't mean. I love having people. <laughs> that's right. passionate. Can we expect you soon in the ring or, or any news on that? Or you still trying to figure um, it out or what's up? There is a very high possibility that you will see me in, on Ryan Garcia Ooh. Um, okay. once again, once more, um, put out a big show on 4th of July. Yeah, let me we're ask you about that. Other, but, you know, we're going to be fighting you know, on the same card again. Yeah, let me ask you about the last fight, uh, Valentine's Day, because your opponent, I forget his name, is kind of hard to say, <laughs> but he was matching your energy. Right? <laughs> Up on the, on the press conference, he took off his shirt and he was cursing you out and all this stuff. <laughs> Man, when it comes to Blair to Flair, it's, it's, it's so much energy and built up like tension when it comes to just being in the, in the midst of a fight that like my opponent always just seems to go crazy. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's, 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 it's like something that's, you know, that's, that's happening. You know, and my, my opponent was pretty tough. Yeah. You know, the opponent that I had was very tough. He had a lot of uh, a lot of really good skills. He uh he's been around a block a few times, you know. And um and he felt that tension, that energy from like what was happening. Look, when when at the when he like took his shirt off and all that stuff, <laughs> it's crazy because like when I was there and like I started noticing like everybody's taking pictures of me. Like like even as the whole thing is going down and I have like I have nothing to do with Ryan and all these other guys, and like there was still like a lot of cameras and a lot of tension on like what I was gonna do next, <laughs> and like my I can feel that like my um my opponent he felt a lot of a a lot of stress and a lot of a a pressure mm-hmm. to try to like combat that that pressure that's that's being given to him, you know. From the fans, from the critics, from from the people around them, and everything like that, and I know he definitely came in there um, and put on a really good show and gave his best. Um, I've never seen uh, an opponent that Blair the Flair has fought that wasn't at their absolute best. Nice. Okay. Yeah, man. So looking forward to you know watching you back on TV doing your thing. Hopefully it happens, man. Hopefully it happens. Feel like there's still a lot of uncertainties right um we're hearing that top rank is putting on shows now in june coming up soon so hopefully uh you guys get back to doing what you do best absolutely there's a lot of good news in boxing hopefully uh things would 
things with the uh, the pandemic and um and this uh the riots and the looting uh, hopefully all of that stops and um and we can um come to an agreement and hopefully things get back to normal at least close to back to normal so um so we can give the fans a good exciting fight um while they're actually there i mean right now we're we're having fights um without no fans and yeah. i know that like there's tons of fans that would love to to actually be in the midst in the room and actually be in the midst of excitement excitement so um hopefully hopefully things get back to normal you know let me but, ask you um, this one last question would, would no fans uh would that change your high energy a little bit or was it going to amplify like, <laughs> 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 walking around to me. <laughs> <laughs> Next thing you know, Blair the Flair's off the leash. Oh my yeah, God, he's yeah. crazy. He's AWOL. He's now at the 10th row. <laughs> Damn, Blair the Flair's in the 10th row. We out there screaming. Woo! Uh, I think I think it'll be very interesting. Um, it'll be almost like a spar match because yeah. like it'll be completely quiet. To some degree. There won't be anybody there except for judges. Man, that, yeah. Scottish pros. It's gonna be very interesting. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Thanks a lot, Blair the Flair. Right. Any uh, last thank, message thank to you. to the people listening here? Thank you, everybody, for uh, having me on from um from Against the Road podcast. Yo, Brandon, I'm a very big fan of your work, and I wish nothing but the best um for you and your success. I um, everybody, that. thank you very much. Um, and that's about it. Flair to flare over and out. Hey. Thank you very much, Blair. Woo! <laughs> yeah, that was a good yeah. friend. Always a great conversation yeah. with uh Blair the Flair, right? And we hope that you guys can get back in the ring soon, man. Yeah. That Jamaica thing is looking real yeah. interesting. Jamaica. <laughs> I'm sure a lot of people like watching wondering like would you guys be able to fight by different weight divisions? He's about to weigh your yeah. campaigning right now. He fights at 147. I think he's at 147 now. 47, yeah, oh, 47. Damn. You're campaigning yeah. at, are you still at 154, 154 now? Yeah, okay. opportunities was up at 160. Uh, but, you know, I do myself a little bit of a disservice, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. fighting those guys because mm -hmm. eventually uh, what they want to do is just stay off of me, stay away from me. And, you know, my thing is, is, I want to even the playing field. Yeah. Go back where I feel most comfortable. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, so I'm going to go fight at 154 and, and see what's there for me. Okay. See what's there for me. I, if an opportunity for another big name fight come up at 160, I mean, ideally I don't want to take it, mm -hmm. but I'm still a warrior at the end yeah. of the day. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I still want to fight these top names. Mm -hmm. I still like to refight Jamal, but I, I'm not going to call or beg for no rematch. What I'm yeah. going to do is just work my way back right there. You know what I'm saying? And 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 hopefully I get the opportunity. Uh, but with any of these guys, you know what I'm saying? Uh, one of my favorite fighters today right now is Canelo. Uh, I would love to get in the ring and fight him. I know he might need a tune-up fight before you go fight. Call me. <laughs> any of these guys oh. man i would love to fight but I, I honestly all joking aside i mean like that's an entertaining fight mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying if you look at what you know my capabilities and canelo's you know i think that fight would be entertaining period you know what i'm saying you won't be disappointed 
you know, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I just found out since my last fight. Uh, my chin is Mount Rushmore. I supposed to supposedly have <laughs> one of the toughest chins in the sport of boxing. Even though I didn't think I got hit that many times, man. Mm-hmm. That's what I felt. Yeah, crazy. you know, I didn't. I personally didn't think that fight was like too crazy off. No, like a lot of people were saying, oh, he got washed, this and that. That wasn't a challenge. But you, I feel like you landed a lot of big. Punches you know what on. I mean? With that, and you know, yeah, it was crazy. Uh, going into obviously the fight, it's his hometown. So yeah, yeah. You know I mean? But even besides that, going into the fight, I was injured. Uh, I like that's why I didn't let my hands. When I fought everybody else, you see. Uh, me punching. When you see yeah. me fight him, you didn't see me punch so this hard. This time it was more of one punch. You were looking for that one punch. Or... I was hurting. I was yeah. in pain. Every time I... And that was a lot of times why he tried to jump on me. Because he seen me kind of like... He seen okay. the, uh, 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 me being hurt. You know what I'm saying? He seen that every time if I did hit him. He, he, he seen it on my face. Uh, and he did what he was supposed to do. But at the end of the day, I did what I was supposed to do. I had to be a warrior. We have to keep pushing for it. You know what I'm saying? And I always thought all it takes is one punch. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So that night, you know what I'm saying? You're damn right. I was trying to be one punch, <laughs> man. I was trying to set it up and make it happen. Yeah. Uh, it didn't start happening really until kind of like later on into the fight when he started to tire out. Then mm-hmm. I started to land back bigger and better punches. And, you know, uh, if you go and look at the fight, man, uh, you don't need for me to say it. You know, you don't need to hear me. Uh, uh, to be in your ear about it, but go back and look at the fight. You'll see the referee tell me I can't keep getting low. Yeah, you know, yeah, what, what, what do I supposed to do yeah. against the bigger guy? You know what I'm saying? If you're taking away from my game plan, if you're saying this, if you're saying that. Now, outside of the ring, I know the dynamics of all of this. I know this isn't my promotion. Mm-hmm. I know, I know and understand all that. So I didn't expect for them to say anything straight up and down the line. And I don't mind about that. That's, you know... That's the life I've chose, you know what I'm saying? Being a fighter, I understand that. I know what I'm up against. Uh, but then even with the, the narrative of the voice of that fight, you heard it change. Actually, no, Brandon slipped that punch. He didn't get hardly. He didn't get that punch. And this, and all of a sudden, even the commentators, you know, they got a job to do. Yeah, That's their champion. They got a job to do. And it was kind of hard for them to even <laughs> do that, you know what I'm saying, yeah. when he was fighting me yeah. because, you know... Uh, uh, how well of a job that I did. Now, uh, I tell everybody, look, man, I would just like to be 100% healthy fighting any of these top guys because all of these top guys, you know, that's the playing field that we play in. I mean, it's just any small move at that point. The little small things is, is, is what's getting capitalized upon. So me fighting him, me being 100% doesn't say that I'll win, but it gives me more of an, a shot of winning. Me yeah. knowing I can use both of my hands is, is a lot better than me trying to rely on just one. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where, you know, the commentator said, Adams have more success throwing the left hook than he do of throwing the right hand. But he keeps throwing the right hand. And the reason why I kept throwing the right hand is because the left hand was hurting so bad. Yeah. It was hurting so much. And just the, the motion that I was making at the time, it was killing me. But, you know, again, this is something that took place before the fight. I already signed for the fight. I'd be damned if I pull out of this fight, because uh, you know uh, this was a, this was a hell of an opportunity. Yeah. This was money I've never made. This is a chance for me to become uh, at the at first a silver uh, title holder, and then potentially Canelo. Yeah. And also, this is a, an, an opportunity, uh, and then it became the world title. This is an opportunity to become the world yeah. champion. 
And I never thought to myself, oh, once I beat him, I'll be Canelo. I never looked past Jamal because uh, I, I know Jamal was a good fighter. I know them brothers are good fighters. And I know everybody who's at the top today are good guys. Like, as far as their skills, there's a reason why they're there. Mm-hmm. Because now everybody's fast. Everybody's strong. Yeah. Everybody, you know, is skilled and talented. So you can never take that away from none of these guys. And just because guys who don't do it, uh, you know, uh, fans of other fighters say, you know, this guy isn't this and this guy isn't that. You know, in the fight world, we kind of know each other. Like, I don't know these guys personally, but they know of my work. Yes. Vice versa. I don't know. They don't, you know, I don't know them, but I know if they work. Mm-hmm. And uh, it spoke volume to seeing, you know, when I fought Jamal, you know, him being who he is and what he's done to everybody. And for him to kind of face a little bit of adversity uh, for once, you know, I just wanted to be more of an adversity uh, uh, being completely healed that fight. Yeah. But, you know, uh, it is what it is. I can't take anything from it. That's why I said I'm willing to work, do the work to get back in that position uh, if that's where it wind up being at, you know. But who knows, you know what I'm saying? Uh, me fighting at 154, that could probably potentially open up doors and, and then I'll be able to negotiate him coming, you know, uh, 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 meet each halfway. other at, you know, yeah. meet me halfway, 154, 156. Well, me fighting at 154, us meeting at 57 or something like yeah. that, you know, just even the playing field, if you will. Um, and if all those fellas, you know what I'm saying, I know little brother, he's still up at 54. We could always, you know what I'm saying, <laughs> throw some hands. You know? <laughs> but that's for, for sure. any and everybody, man. Uh, my, my, Thing in boxing wasn't to never, you know, just like try to capitalize upon making money. I literally uh, wanted to be one of the top fighters in today's time. And uh, I mean, I, I felt that way when I, before I started boxing, you know, before I got involved with it, I was like, I want to be one of the top fighters of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, even though you can kind of quote unquote say that a little slightly, say that since I'm in here fighting the top guys now and I'm in that discussion a little bit uh for me I, I haven't made it there yet it's still a so many it's still so many things that I want to show you know when I'm out there fighting that I know that I'm capable of I, I need to do it against the right guys you know the right guys in my opinion or you know the top five I need to do it against these top guys I want to do it against these top guys mm-hmm. and you know I want to be the man. I want, you know what I'm saying, uh, to be looked at the same way. Like I said, these certain names are looked at. You know what I'm saying? The Canelos, the Pacquiao's, the, you know, it's a lot of work I got to do, but I understand it. I'm willing to put in that work. I'm willing to, you know, to to do what I have to do to get there. Then I'll be square. Hey, before that, before let me, uh, that, hold okay. on. You'll go next. Let me send some shout outs here because they've been waiting. Uh, Dr. Ooh says, "Come, come out to the, to the UK, Brandon. Shout out <laughs> to the UK for you, man. You been out there to the UK? Yeah, actually, you I did? have. I went out there. Uh, I went to uh, Drake had a concert. Uh, Drake had uh, he sent the invite to me and my oh, for real? friend. Woo. Yeah, Will was to Wu. Uh, let me listen to me. Send up that take out. Yeah, he sent it to me. But he was well connected. Nah, it was it was to Wu and uh, my boy Wu had asked me if I wanted to come and. So we went out there. We actually went out there. Uh, I was real interested in going out there because I thought I was going to meet up with uh, Anthony Joshua. They kind of mm-hmm. set it lined up. Okay. You know what I'm saying? So for us to meet up and then eventually when we got out there, man, uh, 
he got real busy mm-hmm. and the people, they were kind of, I don't know what was taking place, but they were like, you know, just wanted to let you know, you know, uh, Anthony Joshua is really not that cool with us mm-hmm. because, you know, we got two guys who fought him. Now, he beat our guys, but our guys, don't, they don't get along. Oh, okay. And uh, I think it was uh, Wyatt. What's that? What's that guy's name? Dillian. Uh, uh, Dillian White. Yeah. Uh huh. He was. Uh, he, he worked with them. So yeah. it was like there's a little bit of beef between. Them. I was like, Oh, you gonna tell me that when I make it out? <laughs> I wanted to tell me that before. So, but yeah. Uh, Did you get a picture of Drake? No, nah, I didn't want to be that guy. I'm not being honest. Like <laughs> oh, we, okay. it, it was we was doing. Uh, I was part of a little VIP. Imagination, yo, Drake. Yeah, I couldn't do it. I'm dead serious. I couldn't do it. You know what I'm saying? One person. Because there's a curse going on, right? Yeah. (laughs) I just, you know, never want to be that guy. I I remember when I met Denzel Washington, I was real happy to meet him. Like, because this dude was cool. You know what I'm saying? This is training day. Yeah, training day. You know, I was real happy, man. And uh, what I liked that he did was he spoke me up. He was like, so, 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 what'd you say you do? Oh right, 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 man! And the little, look at your little one. And literally, as we were talking and stuff, people came in, and he was like, "This right here is my friend Brandon Adams." And he said, <laughs> literally, it's like he took everything away from himself and put it up up on me. And I said to myself, "You sly dog," because I really don't like that kind of attention, though. Okay, Honestly, yeah, yeah. I, I don't because he's uh, like my man. Yeah, <laughs> but he, he did that. And I, I appreciate it, you know what I'm saying? He didn't have to, but you know, for him to be that humble, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? But it was it was just it was it was gracious at the same time, you know what I'm saying? It was so graceful. It was funny, it was real funny. All right, we got another one from Long Live Boxing. Shout out to you guys. Can't wait until Blair the Flair returns to the ring. Great for boxing, much respect. And then he also says, I was definitely impressed by Adams against Jamal Charlo. It was a solid performance overall. I look forward to seeing him again in the ring. Hey. So you are appreciated. Yeah. Long live boxing. Shout out to you guys. There was a man before that fight. You were close to signing a Triple G fight? Yeah, man. Uh, so me and Triple G was going to fight. But the thing about it was... That's a respectable Denzel impression, says Sean. <laughs> <laughs> well appreciated. The, the thing about fight Triple G, I wanted to fight him. Me and him sparred together. Oh, okay. Uh, so this is an opportunity to show, kind of like, you know, when me and Shane fighting, Shane could show his bro that he's grew, that he's gotten way better than from the last time that, you know, we've gotten there and sparred. And this is an opportunity for me to show uh, Triple G. Yo, man, I'm not the same guy, you know what I'm saying, that you once yeah. sparred. You know what I'm saying? I was only two professional fights in. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This is the real deal, man. You can throw down. And we're going to fight. And Triple G is Triple G. He's a name. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? This dude is one of the titans of today's boxing. So I wanted to tackle this titan. You know what I'm saying? And they were like, all right, good. And the weight was a little too high for me. Mm-hmm. Like me, I'm already taking chances fighting at 160. Yeah. Uh, me being, you know what I'm saying, uh, naturally the smaller guy. And... They were offering for me to fight him at 166. And I said, damn, that's, that's a lot. That's a yeah, lot because his last, his, wasn't his last fight? Or before Devrichenko was like at 64 yeah. or something yeah. like 65. And, uh-huh. mm-hmm. and I heard it was worded that they said that that's because that's what Rose had. Rose had asked for. Oh, but, I, you know, mm-hmm. Rose ain't got that kind of power to, to tell Triple yeah. G what he wants. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Nah. Yeah. 
So uh, that's what happened. You know, uh, you know that that's why we couldn't make that fight happen. Okay. It wasn't so much as all oh, the the money. You know, the the money was lower. That's why he really gnawed. What really happened was is I don't feel comfortable. I don't even feel really all that comfortable fighting at one sixty because the hydration. Yeah. After you know cool. fighting at one sixty, I hydrate. I gotta think that these guys who's killing themselves to come down and wait to fight at one sixty. Once they finish hydrating, they up there. They at one ninety, right? So then me, when I do that, I get bloated. Mm-hmm. I gotta blow myself up to do it, and then that's where I have an issue with being able to still move and and because you saw what happened I, to Mikey, Mikey Garcia. Yeah, you see, yeah, exactly. You see what happens to these fighters, you know, like. Uh, my mobility is everything. The fact that I am smaller, I need to be able to move, you know, and that's being taken away. I got to turn myself into a tank uh, fighting these guys. And yeah, I, I probably do match their strength, but it's going to be extremely hard for me to present that if I can't get to the target because they're they're going to be moving away from me and they're comfortable fighting like this. So I just want to even the playing field. Okay. If if the fight presents itself down the road at sixty, yeah, at sixty, you know what I'm saying it ain't sixty six. Canelo, where you at? Yeah, you know I'm saying I, I would like I would like to fight these kind of guys because I think it will be a good matchup. Mm, yeah. My style, their style. You know what I'm saying? I think you know it, it could be an exciting fight. I'm not just saying this just because you know uh, it's me, but you know you you be the judge. You go look at how I fought. Go look at the contender. Go look at you know, whatever you need to see and be like, hmm, will it be a matchup? I don't even care if you felt that I was a tune-up. I don't feel that way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I believe in me all the way 100%. But if I didn't, who who would have anyway, right? Yeah. You know what? I think there's a good time to do some rapid-fire questions, Adam. Uh-oh. Adam's Brandon the Cannon. Adam, so I'm going to hit you with some. It's about 12 questions here. Rapid-fire. Either or. You decide the answer. No mm-hmm. wrong, right or wrong answer. Ready? That's a lot. <laughs> no, that's that is a lie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, cardio or weights? Cardio. Tyson or Ali? Mike. Draw. Come on, man. <laughs> that's a wrong answer, but I'm going to let you slide. <laughs> Pancakes or waffles? Waffles. The Rock or Stone Cold Steve Austin? Ah, oh, god damn, man. Mm, this might like ensue a whole debate. Can I come here, back actually. to that question? Yeah, we'll Please, come back let's, to it. Let's come back. I wish Blair was still. Yeah, yeah we would have got a good. A tough one. Yeah, man. All right, next one should be easy: Lakers or Clippers? Lakers. All right, showtime. <laughs> Gohan or Trunks? Trunks, man. Gohan, man. <laughs> so not been a disappointment man. After that oh, he started off good at Gohan and then I don't know, as he got older uh, yeah man right? he was a badass little kid yeah. alright uh, Tyson Fury or Deontay Wilder I chose Tyson Fury I chose Tyson Fury I just it's, uh, I think I like Deontay Wilder a whole yeah. lot I like him I like all three of them the heavyweights yeah. but I'm, I'm gonna say this as far as uh, boxing, I felt like Deontay Wilder remind me of me. As far as when I'm in the ring, I'm strong, but it's a lot of other stuff that I need to pick up and learn. Mm-hmm. And I know if I'm going against a real skilled boxer, I need yeah. more than just power. And that's a lot of times he proved yeah, that all enough. he needed yeah. was just power. Yeah. 
But then, you know, when you up against somebody as big as Tyson Fury, Tyson Fury is taller, slick, like 100 pounds bigger. Yeah, he's 6'9", you know what, I mean? what, 270, 280? And he's laying all that weight yeah. on Wilder. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Wilder's in shape, but Wilder is like, um, like come on, man, like 50, oh, yeah. 60 pounds smaller. Yeah. Man. So at this time, it's going to take a little more to just power. First time around, he almost did it with just power. Fury went back, studied him. He came back, you know what I'm saying? It was like, okay, yeah. I need to muffle it. Crazy. And then shout out to Dr. Ooze, who's who's supposed to have a sugar hill on his uh on his podcast, oh, nice. Tyson Fury's uh, trainer. Mm. But we'll we'll get into that in a little bit. And uh next question here, Breaking Bad or Game of Thrones? I never seen none of those shows. No? Wow. Yeah. All right. So I'm exempt from that question. <laughs> <laughs> Starts a lot of debates here. All right, next one. Tupac or Biggie? You know what, man? As far as what, like lyrics, whatever. Ah, shit. See, I see. I to General question. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I tried to almost slide away from that one, man. You seen that? <laughs> Talk about his lyrics as far as you know. what I'm saying being a, a figure. I, I'm gonna go ahead and go with Pac. You know, oh shit! I'm gonna go with Pac. Uh-huh. <laughs> Would you say Biggie's a better, uh, better rapper? Tupac, yeah. the better lyricist. Yeah. Right? That's a general yeah. consist- consensus. I'm about to say, man, say. I think as far as, you know what I'm saying, putting them words together, you know what I'm saying, he was the bigger. Yeah. Shout out to both, though, man. Yeah. yeah. I was that. Next one. Nike or Adidas? Hope you're not sponsored by Neither one. Nah, yeah, I'm not sponsored, sure. you know what I'm saying? But this is a perfect right. time for either one of you guys to get behind me. You'll find out how the answer go. after one of them get behind me. Hey. Bang. <laughs> yes, sir. That's a good. Hey, yeah, I'm sorry. That's I'm a good answer because I don't like promoting brands, you know. But um, next one. Oh, this one's tough. That might not be tough for you. I know it's not. Kohan, favorite DBZ character. Uh, my favorite character. Uh, and I ain't gonna even lie, dude. My favorite character, honestly, was Vegeta. Vegeta. Yeah. Oh man. Oh man. My favorite character, like I, I don't get me wrong, I love Goku, man, but my real favorite character was Vegeta because everything like like from once he lost his whole story, man, is him trying to break even, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> whole story, you know what I'm saying? This isn't fair. He's willing yeah. to put in the work. You know what's crazy? I was gonna I was gonna ask Goku or Vegeta, but I would say most people are gonna say Goku, right? Yeah, no, man, mine was Vegeta yeah. dude, because I understood that. That underdog story. Hmm. I was always a Piccolo guy. I don't know why. <laughs> Even though he wasn't powerful. Being, uh, the dude is wise. Being yeah, smart yeah. is smart. That's powerful. the thing I liked about him. He, he's, he like, he's like Tommy from Power. From Power? Yes. <laughs> you watch Power? From Power? Power. Wait a second. Oh, I'm thinking Power Rangers. Yeah, see? <laughs> that's what he was like. <laughs> that's what I thought you were talking about. Like, yeah, he's like Tommy. Tommy. <laughs> on power. power and I didn't hear Rangers, so I wasn't sure. I thought y'all was just cutting each other off. They're like, nah, you talking about power from yeah, yeah, man. Tommy, he got away. You see that? <laughs> Find out next season. Oh. All right. Um, favorite wrestler. My favorite wrestler was Ultimate War. The Ultimate War. Mm. Mm. He, he was the one who died, right? Was yeah. that him? Mm-hmm. They say, yeah, he, he was out there losing his mind. Ultimate Warrior. All right. And then last one. You can take your time with this one. Favorite fighter of all time. Boxing. My favorite boxer of all time. It was Mike Tyson. He's the one who inspired me to to start boxing. Then, you know, uh, like I heard stuff about Muhammad Ali. Yeah. But 
Mike Tyson was the guy because I was short growing up. And I used to sometimes fight in the neighborhood. They'd be like, man, dude, Brandon fight like Tyson. Self-defense. Short right? dude. Yes, of course. Self-defense. It's always self-defense. Yep. We don't never start anything. <laughs> we just try to finish it. Yeah, first, man. So first round. Yeah, I'm saying. <laughs> when I used to fight, uh, they used to be like, yo, man, you short and you moving yeah. like Tyson. I can see it because you're like stocky. Uh, <laughs> trying to be lean, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> what do you think about all the stuff he's doing nowadays with this I podcast? Good, man. And he has business uh, going like, on. And I feel like he's stuff. happy, man. Uh, you want to see him come back? No. <laughs> I'm no. on the same boat as you. I no, I think I think yeah, you know I'm saying he's doing great marketing right now. Yeah. Uh I don't want to see Floyd come back. I don't want to see him come back. Uh and I know the feeling of uh wanting to get back out there and fight. When I had my three year layoff, I wanted to get back out there and fight so bad. My trainer reminds me of, of how bad of a man he was back when he was fighting and how he still wish he can be out there fighting. But it's a reason why they retire, you know what I'm saying? So <laughs> yeah. Father Time waits on no man. It catches up to everybody, then pass them up. And these guys are they, you know what I'm saying? They establish their greatness. They don't they don't need to go deep and you know I'm saying? Agree. your legacy is there already. I agree. I don't care what nobody say, man. You're still Mike Tyson. You became without trying to be uh, 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 a figure, a political figure or anything. Like Andre the Giant. I'm sure he didn't mean to be, you know what I'm You keep seeing everybody slap them obey stickers everywhere. It's Andre the Giant face. Oh, really? Yeah, people don't know that. But know. yeah, that's Andre the Giant face. You go look at it. That's Andre the Giant. And it says obey, obey the Giants. Because he's the Giant. You know what I'm saying? What he stood for. Mike Tyson, what he stand for. It's just like, yo, man. <laughs> be aggressive. Be tenacious. Be every. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. How are you still for? Yeah. Going yeah. back to that question though that you had asked me about the Rock and Stone Cold. Oh yeah, the Rock and Stone Cold. Yeah, I'm saying. Uh, ah, damn. I should have kept quiet about it. You know I'm, <laughs> I'm sure somebody would have said that in the comments or Yo, something yeah. like that. Let's go. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? What I did see is uh, it was one particular time, man. Uh, when when Stone Cold was injured and it was uh, The Rock and Triple H, okay. they beef and they beef was going on. It was mm -hmm. ongoing for a while and for a minute. And uh, Stone Cold was out. He was out of it because I think I think he had a knee surgery or something like that. Whatever the case is, he had to step out for a second. And this is when the game came back and he was on swole. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? He, he came back from Hunter Hearst Hemsley to <laughs> Triple H. You know what I'm saying? The game. You know what I'm saying? His regular jeans real tight. You know what I'm saying? Shirt tight, spitting <laughs> Aquafina all on the crowd and all that stuff. Uh, <laughs> what was that? Crystal Geysers, actually. Huh? Crystal Geysers. You know <laughs> but I, I would honestly say uh, that the Stone Cold's presence, him being gone at that time, mm -hmm. like the Rock and Triple H and Shawn Michaels, they all held it down. But the presence of Stone Cold not being there what? made me feel what? some type of way. Sean said what in the comments? Yeah, and, 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 I know what that means. And that, and that's the bottom line. Stone nice. Cold. Stone Cold. Uh huh. You uh, you still watch it nowadays or not really? Nah, actually, man, I do not watch any of it. I can't keep up with nobody, man. And and uh, last time I did see 
uh, wrestling was on uh, on uh, the Explore page of YouTube, uh, Instagram, excuse me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I went to it, and it wasn't nobody in the fans. Oh yeah, yeah. I and see I clips. See yeah. The guy, uh, uh, I think it was Stone Cold. He did like this. He was talking to somebody. He did like this. <laughs> like there was people out there in the audience, and then he he looked and started the eyes, and I laughed because I said, "Yo, you know what? This, this either this takes real mental toughness, or you got to be a little psychotic, kind of like boxers. We have to know what we putting ourselves into. You know what I'm saying before we do it, and you know you're gonna get hit, and people are like I want to get hit. You know what I'm saying? So you say. You label that person as crazy, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like a wrestler who's so used to getting that energy from a crowd. Ask a crowd, what do you guys think I should do? And ain't nobody. <laughs> and then you still go off as if somebody had answered it. That's what yeah, I think it's, it's interesting. Yeah. It's interesting. It's, it's like and it's then they play the there. music and they're still like in character. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> exactly, dude. That that's gotta be one of the toughest things. That's like, like, like I don't know. That's like almost like you know, like minds when they they're doing all this crazy stuff, man. And if you don't recognize them, they'll just keep going. It's not like they like this. Ah, oh, fuck. Give me a cigarette break. He's not even watching. Like, they're going to keep going. I heard in, in the UFC shows, uh, was it Joe Rogan, the ring announcer? He'd be like, all right, ladies and gentlemen. And he's like, oh. <laughs> he probably did. And, and he might have accidentally did it, but made fun of it afterwards, <laughs> yeah. after he said it. Because he's because it's you know, it's something we used to. That's why I said I, I would love to fight without a crowd because I know I'm gonna act a complete fool. Okay. I just want to thank all you guys for coming out to support me. <laughs> you hear crickets in the background. <laughs> I wanna thank you guys. Camera get all close. Yeah, it'd be funny. Man, I think we just broke a record, man. I think so. Two hours, 18. God damn. damn. Ain't nobody going to want to watch this. It's going to be like 40 yeah. separate clips right here. <laughs> yeah, I honestly think the 154 class is pretty open. The yeah, 154, man. I feel like. Is there any names? that I know the Banana just got a title away from uh, any, Williams, right? Any of all of them. Any of all of them, man. I don't, I don't, I don't discriminate. What Adrian Bonner said, anybody can get. You know what I'm saying? That's, that's the truth, man. I, I like to fight anybody who, who who claims to be the top guy because I feel my spot is there too. Yeah. God, and I don't know who in is. Flat out. Flat out. God and them. Oh, but yeah, you know what I'm saying? So I, I, I love to fight any of those guys. Anybody. You know, uh, I guess it's it's just a matter of time for me to make my presence there. So then, you know, then turn around and be like, oh, shit, he here with us now. You yeah. seen what he was doing at 60. You know, you know what I'm saying? He want to come over here with us. You damn right. Mm-hmm. I sure do. You feel like any of these guys are maybe avoiding you? Maybe they think you're too high of a risk? You know risk? what? Nah, I don't think. Uh, at least I don't want to think that. I ain't no telling, man. Ain't no telling. How these people really feel, man, whether or not they feel like uh potentially I can get away of the, you know, of they them making more money, them fighting me, them potentially probably losing to me. But I, I don't ever think about that, man. Uh the role for me always been kind of tough. Uh, I don't shy away from the toughness. 
You know what I'm saying? I, all I ever do is try to, you know, show that I got pretty to warm in my damn self. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Uh, and, and and mentally, I like to feel that I'll be ready. Whenever my name is called for a battle, I will always be willing and ready to go through battles. Mm-hmm. This will be trained for us to capture all that stuff for us. So mm-hmm. I don't ever want to think that somebody's looking like to, to dodge me because... I don't ever want to think of myself as a boogeyman. I'm too short. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, uh, I just hope these guys look at me, you know what I'm saying, and, and, and want to engage with me when time comes. Mm-hmm. That's it. I don't ever think nobody afraid. <laughs> One last question for me. Uh, little bro, Terrell, right? He turned pro recently. Yeah, 2-0 man. now? He's 2-0 now. And, and dude, man, uh, I want him to... Be as as successful as he can, so I can retire and, and live up. <laughs> yeah, you know, you know what I'm saying. Just Work uh, his corner, huh, for the yeah, rest of your life. Yeah, that's it. Try to steal the show when I possibly can. You know what I'm saying when the camera's supposed to be up on him, I grab the camera. Yo, so this is what you need to be doing. <laughs> you know, but uh, now nah, joking aside, Terrell's growing. Uh, uh, he's growing and growing, man. He he show a lot of promise in the gym. I want him to duplicate that and show it when he goes to the fights. And that's why, you know, if you ever see me corner him, you you can tell, like, the way how I talk to him. Like, you know, like, yo, man, this is this fight, you know, ain't no fight easy. But you know what it takes to get the job done. You know what you're capable of doing. You know what I'm saying? This is, you know, you're supposed to doubt yourself throughout the whole camp, if anything. If there's a little bit of doubt, you know, that that crosses your mind that happens during the camp when you get in there and you go fight that's gone already because you already in there now it's time to think about how to execute everything mm. that was going on yeah we noticed in his first fight especially he was a little timid to let his hands go huh and you were getting you know, all up on his face saying, chisel <laughs> do, you know what I'm saying frame so cut it could break you know what I'm saying? <laughs> it could slice something up just wouldn't let his hands go and then the second time he fought he, he, he did let his hands go but he didn't, I told him, man, you got to pick your shots now. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, it's one thing you're letting your hands go, but if you're doing it wildly, if you're doing it wildly, then, you know, you ain't going to be able to execute it. And you could have taken this guy out with the body punches you was throwing or straightened up your punches, throwing more down the line versus you throwing them looping because you allow him to get away. You allow him to 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 be able to, to throw a, a freaking wrench in your plans. Mm-hmm. Do yeah. we do we expect them soon back in the ring? You know what, man? I think as soon as everything opens up, uh, he will be up in there fighting. Right now, man, we got the opportunity because he be in the gym training with me too. Mm-hmm. So we got the opportunity, man, of me sitting there talking to him, trying to give him as much knowledge as I know, and 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 try to have you know people who've been boxing for a lot longer than me to to talk to him as well and and help figure him out. You know what I'm saying? As far as like growth, because, mm-hmm. you know, Terrell is, is, is taller than me. Mm-hmm. Terrell, you know, is, is he's, he's a different design for me. So I, I want him to not cater to the style that yeah. I fight, but, you know, find his own identity and, and to, you know, harness that, learn it, grow it and get out there and dominate because Terrell's like 5'11". Mm-hmm. You know, I'm 5'8". I'm like, yo, you don't need to be up in there fighting you know that 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 close combat that in close game not if you don't have to go ahead extend jab jab but once they come in you know what i'm saying then work it because mm-hmm. you know how to work it 
but don't make nobody's job easy. Yeah, do, you, do you get nervous when he goes in the ring, person as a brother? Or? <sighs> you know what, man? I'm nervous more so in the back. But then once we go to the fight, like, honestly, man, I, I don't get nervous no more. Everything leaves. And it's just more so of, like, like I literally am a fan of when he fight. Anything could happen. Mm -hmm. And I have to accept that because he accepted it already going into the ring. Mm -hmm. So for me, like, when he fighting, it's just like, hey, man, get in there. If anything ever was to happen to him, I'm going to be right. You good, right? We good? As long as you're not hurt. And I'm going to help him up. And I'm going to help help him get over it because, you know, I've once lost before. I know what that feels like and, and, and the disappointment and all of that stuff and not wanting it to ever happen again. I can help him from so many angles. Uh, right now, I'm just trying to help him stay undefeated, you know what I'm saying, mm -hmm. and, and, and do the make the right moves. That's it. How selective or protective are you of his uh, opponents, you know, in choosing an opponent? Because me, I have a brother. If I was, I'd be like, oh, man, I don't think you should fight this you guy. You know what? Uh, honestly... Now, uh, I help, but ultimately, I always tell him it's up to him and my trainer, Doug, what they decide. Because I notice sometimes I could be a little too vocal in that. Okay. So I got to back up. But these are the, the pre-steps before the fight, mm -hmm. you know. Uh, so that's why I'm like, you know, I look at guys and I, I hear about, you know, who they are, what they, you know, their history. And I'm like, ah, well, how many other guys they got? Yeah. Just look at, but for the most part, I've been pretty good. You know, he tell me, he asked me, all right, so look, they lined up for me to fight these three guys. Which guy? And I go, well, which guy you want to fight? And then I ask him that, you know, I always ask him, you know, which one he feel most comfortable fighting. Because I know before he sent it towards me, he already did his own research. Mm -hmm. So then after he, you know, he, he tell me that, which guy, then I go, all right, let me go look at him. And then I tell him, I always tell him, look, you can beat all three of these guys. But when you boil, when you boil it down, which guys I feel could make your style look real intriguing to the crowd, what could make you look way better is if you was to fight this guy, if you was to fight that guy. Because this guy right here, I saw under pressure, he starts moving a whole lot. Under pressure, this guy right here, he starts holding a lot. Under pressure, this guy starts swinging back a whole lot. He starts fighting. So which guy, you know, and then I look at Terrell and I go, who can accommodate him more? Who can accommodate his style a lot better? Uh, but right now, in the beginning stages, it's hard to tell who can and can't fight. Mm -hmm. So for that part, you know, I just, like, I, I look at who can uh, accommodate Terrell's boxing style more so than me feeling like, you know, uh, if this guy's too dangerous or not, you know, because there's only like five, you know, within the five fight ratio, you can't really tell who's what, mm -hmm. you know, uh, even if that guy's five and oh, who did he fight? Then you yeah. got to go and look at the guys that he fought. Then mm -hmm. go look at the guys that they fought. And uh, it's a process. But right now, you know, I have faith that he going to show up. You know, it's just the fact that I want him to get a lot crisper. So when he is fighting, you know, he'll be able to dial them punches down, you know what I'm saying, exactly what he wants to. That's it. Do you, do you feel you have to push your brother? Like, you've been through this role before. You, you've done the training. Yeah, I think it's funny because I think y'all yeah. heard me tell him that one time. Like, Yo, man, you've been through this. You've done this. Stop making this real hard, man. You know what I'm saying? Jab this dude. That's when I think it was his first fight when y'all heard me saying that to him. When uh, my trainer, 
told me to get in the ring the third. Yeah, it was like the, the third the, round, the, the fourth, something like no, that. It was the fourth round. Fourth? I was like, yo. Yeah, because we saw you hop in. We're like, okay. Because yeah. like I felt like you know he he needed to push the pedal, and he was just complacent with not doing that. And I'm like, no, 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 man. You know, because if this guy can get one chance, one shot, then he's gonna throw it, and if he lands it, then everything completely changes. So you got to be defensively responsible. Period. You got to be responsible. You got to be picking and choosing where you want to land your shots, dude. And and right now, if you're giving this guy an opportunity to to potentially do harm to you to win because you're not being responsible. And, you know, uh, telling him that and him having to do it all on the fly, this is why, you know, uh, I'm upon him a whole lot because I know from my experience, not having a lot of amateur experience, just only having six amateur fights, then turning pro right after that. I was, it, was a, it was a lot I had to learn on the job. I didn't really learn how to box until after me and Willie Monroe fight. Mm-hmm. Willie Monroe was doing a little, little <laughs> and I'm looking like, man, this dude's not hurting me. He's not, but these people think he's winning. Why? Why? And I couldn't figure that out. They was like, it was the small things he was doing, Brandon. I'm like, yeah, but the small things are just so goddamn little. Why should he? And then I went and I looked at the fight, like, yeah, he let him up punch, but they were just like, tut, 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 tut. couldn't they tell I was trying to take him out? And it's like, yeah, Brandon, but the little tit 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 taps, you know what I'm saying, was adding up. I was like, yeah, whatever. All right, I get it. I get it. So that's why I say, man, when I fought him, there's a lot of stuff I didn't understand about boxing, but then I took it. I was like, all right, everything ain't got to be so hard. You ain't got to always punch so hard, so strong. If I would have just set these punches up, I could have got him and anybody else out of there had I knew how to do it. Mm-hmm. You know, so then that process of learning how to do that came. And then I started doing damn good at it. Now I'm getting better at it. And my favorite thing to do is to break people down versus just to look for the one punch knockout. You know what I'm saying? I like to systematically break people down. I want to see them quit, you know what I'm saying, mentally. And then physically, like, you know, just kind of go with the flow until, you know, their body can't take no more. That's that's kind of my thing because I remember how I felt coming up, growing up, learning boxing. I wanted to quit because I didn't understand boxing. And, and they kept putting me in the ring with all these pros and all this stuff. And, you know, it's a process. Thanks. Yeah, man. Pretty sure we still have a lot of stuff to talk about, man. But we're <laughs> going to... Next episode. Yeah, next episode. <laughs> Dragon Ball Z. Find out next time. All right, man. Well, I just want to thank you guys for tuning in live here on YouTube for sending your shout outs or commenting. I want to send a quick shout out to Dr. Ooze Podcast, our affiliate out there in the UK. Um, he's been doing a lot of episodes. He has a pretty new podcast, but um, he's pretty. He's had some pretty interesting uh, interviews. He last had Manny Robles on his uh, podcast and we posted some of that stuff on Instagram and on YouTube so check that out make sure to follow the Dr. Ooze podcast on all your favorite social media platforms and subscribe on YouTube I want to shout out uh, you guys here in the comment section Sean Long Live Boxing Derek thank you guys for tuning in man live and of course thank you to Mr. Brandon thank you guys for having here, me man. man I appreciate it I appreciate it and also a uh, shout out to Blair the Flair Cos man Damn. We're uh, checking in. Yeah. Right. Thank yeah. you for checking in. Hopefully, you guys are staying safe out there in Vegas. And uh, we're going to have boxing back soon, right, in Vegas coming up. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. Yeah. 
I was saying, well, shout out to, to Blair. I know me and Brandon at first were looking at each other like, where's going with this? You know, but, you know, he, he, brought, he brought some good points. Uh, it's about listening to each other. As, as sometimes we don't want to listen. Sometimes we want to speak. And, and that, but it, it takes just that listening part, mm-hmm. you know, just, just to, you know, find that common ground. You know, shout out to Brandon. Thanks for coming, brother. Can't wait to see you back. Uh, and Jamaica. Jamaica. Yes, yeah. We're going to. We're going to. I'll be following your stories, but I gotta see that. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. For sure, man. Thank you guys for having me, for real. Appreciate and then it. Uh, one last thing. You said each one, teach one, right? What would there be your go, last, man. That's your that last movement. message? That's, that's, that's the thing, man. Right now, each one, teach one, and we all grow from that. We all move from that. You know what I'm saying? If we all out here, we learning from each other, we listening to each other, not listening to, to, to hurry up and fire back something, but just listen, just to take in you know what I'm saying? Take heed of what somebody, you know what I'm saying, your brethren, somebody on the side of you, listen to what they got to say. That's important. It's extremely important. Uh, I found out during quarantine time, you know what I'm saying, that I'm a, it's, it's important. Not only is it important to listen, man, but like, you know, once you start to listen, you start to want to know more, whether it be about, you know, what you're reading, what you're looking at, you know what I'm saying, a person, you know, um, uh, if you're a human, you are curious by nature, you know what I'm saying? So use that to, to keep you going. Use that to use that and to helping you want to listen to figure it out. Each one teach one and we grow from that. Yes, sir. And then uh one last shout out here to Sean from Just Boxing. He says <laughs> co-host Brandon Adam sounds good. Hey, hey, if you ever need a side job, man, we got you. <laughs> and that's the bottom line. Cool. <laughs> and then also, man, uh, yeah, once again, just thank you. Uh, personally, you're one of the most positive persons I know. Every time we see you, you're always smiling out there. I remember one time we saw him with Alfonso out at the All-Star Boxing mm-hmm. Shows. And he's like, oh, Brandon, he's always smiling, man. <laughs> I know he's used to see him at the contender. Like, yeah, <laughs> Yeah, man, but uh, I know this was a pretty heavy episode, but hey, man, these are important combos, and uh, thank you for taking part. Heavy as a lint. <laughs> Two hours, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> make sure to follow us at Against DA Ropes, and uh, make sure to subscribe, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. We're out. Shout out to Against the Ropes. You know what mine, mine is? Let's box, bitches. It's almost fight night. Shout out to Against the Ropes. Thank you for the support. Keep doing your thing. You're doing, you're doing a great job. So thank you and best wishes. Huge, huge, huge shout out to Against the Ropes. Against the Ropes. Shout out to Against the Ropes. Thank you guys for uh, the interview and uh, hope to see you guys soon. Against the Ropes, always doing the right thing. Uh, shout out to Against the Ropes, man. I appreciate you guys for having me, taking the time on Chazzy. Against the Ropes, number one. Freddie Roach. Thank you very much.